Welcome to the Yakuza Kick Radio Hot Tag Podcast collaboration show company. I am the host, J. Cat Morris, as well as my co-host, Shaheem. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, dude? How much? Uh, a lot of wrestling this week. Uh, I watched I watched wrestling. Yeah, I, a lot I, I guess watch. I should just start with that. I mean, I, I watched wrestling. Um, a whole show and some, which is not like me at all. I don't even know what happened. I don't know why it happened. Wait, shit. You actually, you wait, so you watched GCW, the CZW, and more? No, no. A whole okay. show and some. I watched the whole CZW show, part of the GCW show, so oh, okay. that's a whole show and some. All right, but nothing else, though, right? No, no. no. <laughs> I, mean, right. I was about to say, well, what's happening, dude? This is, fucking, yeah, this is This is groundbreaking right here. Yeah, and after watching the CZW show, it reminded me why I, I don't watch wrestling anymore. Well, I think you picked a great one to watch. That's a good one to yeah, <laughs> motivate you to watch more, man. It's definitely. Yeah. The one where every fan – dude, I saw like uh, on, on these deathmatch pages and shit, people put up like, yo, should I, should I watch it? It's on the High Spots Network. And it, so like clearly they're a subscriber already, so it's free. And every single person is just like, no. Just no explanation either. It's just no. Just, just don't. Just don't. I was there live. Just don't do it, dude. It's fine. It's like the most depressing fucking thing you want out of your crowd walking out of your show. It's just like, yeah, dude, just don't watch it. Don't watch it, man. Save, yeah. save your time. You don't want to watch that shit. But yeah. uh, it's a good good one to pick to start watching wrestling again, man. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I, please don't think that I'm, I've now started watching wrestling again. This is yeah. this was just like a an impulse, and I acted on it, and I regretted it. So yeah. that'll put me right back where I was. Giving false hope to, to people. Yeah, that's right. But, um, all right, let's talk about the Jimmy Lloyd birthday bash deal. Yeah, I, was, so, I was at the show. So you went to uh, some some form of anarchy rally <laughs> over the weekend. I, I love – I was telling you this. Uh, it's it's complete extremes, you know. It's just like, like the Howl Center was fucking just – Bloodbath Central, just fucking death match after death match, and this is what this one seemed to be like Party Central. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was the same kind of party environment that you would have at at Howl, except just in a way way smaller area. So it's it's right. like a crowd. You know what I mean? It's not people just chilling at their cars. It's a fucking it's like a mosh pit. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, there's a difference, and yeah. uh, it was a good time, and honestly, it was it was it was probably the most fun. I can't say it's 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 the best show I've seen, but it was probably the most fun I've had, and, and that's probably because I was like damn near blacked out drunk. So that explains a lot. But um, that's that was a good it was business a, plan. Yeah, it was, just get your fans fucking annihilated, <laughs> and then whatever you do, I mean, they're not even gonna remember it, let alone. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was a good fucking show. I went back and watched it, but uh, that was a great show, man. But uh, outside of it, like there, there was obviously grilling and stuff going on, and um. The thing I like about it, man, it's it's like uh, you don't see wrestlers really hanging out in the CCW parking lot anymore. You know what I mean? Like you you might see right. Joey go to his parking space and just get a beer out of the trunk or whatever, but they're not like coming to fucking crowds and hanging out with the dudes. You know, at GCW you still get that. Like it was a party. You know, like homicides. Well, homicides fucking blasted, dude. This dude's like fucking talking <laughs> shit. Like, no fuck you, chico. <laughs> like he's fucking like yeah. blasted, man. It's hilarious. To be fair to the CCW thing, though, like for this. The CCW wrestlers to be hanging out with the fans in the parking lot. You'd be hanging out in, you know, buildings that are hosting family-oriented events. You know, ice skating and whatever they did at the the Ratatouille Center. You know, like 
I mean, if your wrestlers are actually taking part in the stuff outside, that's going to be a quicker way to get kicked out. So you kind of understand. But even towards the end of like the arena stuff, like they stopped, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I mean, well, they they still party on the side of the war. Well, they used to, I shouldn't say they still do. Um, on the side of the Voorhees Center, like where the locker oh, rooms yeah. and shit are, you know, that's yeah. kind of like the, the, the blocked off section for like wrestlers. I mean, you'll, you'll catch like some of the fans, like, you know, they'll go and like smoke a blunt with a guy or something. But, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just a different vibe, you know? And it's just like, just like, it was just hilarious because every, every wrestler is just like fucking just partying, you know? It's just like, it's just a huge party. It, it literally was just a party with a wrestling ring. That's what, it, it's exactly what it was. And I think that's, that's what he wanted to capture. And I think they, they succeeded at that. And they, they drew mm-hmm. a decent amount for what they could fit in there. Probably yeah. about like buck fifty, two hundred, maybe. You know, it's about all you can fit in that place. But yeah, I don't know if that's gonna hurt them in the future, though, man. You think that that's gonna have an effect where people are like, oh, like this is a big show. Like, kind of don't want to go there. It's gonna be too crowded. It's, I don't know if there's gonna be space. You think that's gonna have an effect on them? I don't know. You know, and the thing is, is if they do that there, obviously it's an easy building to sell out space wise. Um, you know, so I really think if they make it a cult following thing where it's like, you know it's hard to get tickets to and i think they were charging like 50 bucks front row or something right uh, it was 25 to get in like jimmy jimmy this was all jimmy's deal like gcw yeah. apparently didn't draw a dollar from this like it was all jimmy doing the booking and fucking contacting people they were just giving right. them the kind of the, the platform to make it happen but uh yeah like obviously i wasn't there but i heard 50 50 for front row so i mean if if you're charging up around that and you know, obviously you could charge a little bit more for second row, you know, more than your general admission. So if your general admission is 25 and it just goes up from there, I mean, you know, you, you can get the prices pretty high if it becomes an exclusive thing that not everyone can get into every month. And, you know, it's a, a sellout event and it, it becomes like the place to be, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, I think selling out a tiny building is better than, you know, a half fold larger building. I actually never even thought about that. It's actually, a, it's actually a good point. Cause, um, but the the thing that I think is weird is if you're selling fifty buck front row tickets, there's only one row. You know what I mean? And I, I paid general mm-hmm. admission. And I was I was I was standing by the apron. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm actually uh, closer okay. to the ring than first row. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't see myself up. doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just it, it wouldn't make sense to pay front row when there's really no like rules to where you're standing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't even know if that's legitimate pricing. That's just what I heard. But right, right. I'm pretty sure it was 25 for. Uh, okay. For just, I think it was just like first come first served or whoever bought tickets okay. first. You could just sit. All out. right. Because I, I, yeah, I see, I, I, I don't see like them actually selling front row because it's it's delusional. There's people standing by ring aprons. You know what I mean? So like front row is actually a shitty seat because there's just dudes standing in front of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, I would I would be fucking fighting somebody if right. you know just, I bought a front row ticket and they allowed someone to just stand in front of me. Right. <laughs> I'd so be that's, like, dude, that's that's not okay. I'm I'm the front, I mean the right. first row. Right, right. Like, that's not the can't case. Create so. another row of standing people. Right. It's exactly what happens. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's pointless to pay fifty bucks when the person in front of you is paying twenty five. So like, what's the point? Yeah. So now I really want to know whether there were fifty fifty dollar front row tickets that people just got fucking cuckolded because yeah. <laughs> you know, like, i, mean, I, I, I thought this. that's that's on, i was under the impression that the them sitting down paid 25 because i was i was one of those assholes that paid 25 and i was standing by that ring apron but everybody behind me everybody was standing nobody was really sitting you know like some of the older mm-hmm. people were sitting down you know but for the for the most part like people were just standing it's just you know but uh the show started out man we had a b-boy there 
which uh, mm-hmm. was one of the first people I saw. He was in a real good fucking mood. I'm guessing he was probably drunk or something. He was in a real good mood. Usually he's pretty quiet. Um, him and uh, Darby Allen, which uh, okay. really good fucking match. I don't. Did you see this one? No. Yeah, this was a really good match. Darby Allen, man. I mean, that dude. He he like climbed the fucking ceiling, obviously. Like yeah, <laughs> fucking Darby Allen. I know. And uh, dude, speaking of, I know he, he was like, he was getting mad spots. Then that that dude, this guy, fucking, he did the Sandman beer chug. He fucking, he got picked up and got thrown at at wrestlers by wrestlers. <laughs> he was used as a weapon. It was it was awesome. Dude, that's like two years worth of podcast stories. Right yeah, there. it's amazing stuff, man. But um, yeah, the first match was really good. I thought I thought B Boy, um, because like the one I saw, you remember him when he came back in CCW, like maybe two years ago. It was supposed to be like him and AR Fox. It was the it was the proving grounds, the shit show where fucking Sammy didn't show up, AR Fox right. didn't show up, like nobody showed up. Right. Much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like when I saw him there, it was cool. You know, you hear that the fucking easy music and shit. But I I actually thought he was like uh, he was more in tune with himself. Yeah, he, he was he was more fluent in the ring. I don't know if he's more active on the West Coast now, whether he had like ring rust back mm-hmm. then or what. But he, it was it was a really good match. Nice spots. Um. I don't know. I don't know how they afford it. I honestly, I don't know how they afford this shit, dude. I don't know. Cause like that dude Jody Fleisch, he's from fucking like England. I don't, I don't understand yeah. where this money's coming from. Cause like I'm just sitting here and I'm like adding up like plane tickets and I'm like, yo, there's more plane tickets than there's there's money in in here right. I don't understand how this happens. Yeah. You know? Unless there's like a backer, maybe some fans or something. I don't, I don't know. Which it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And that's that's kind of why, like, I, I would justify as much as it would hurt, you know, the fans or whatever um, initially. You know, but you get used to it. I, you know, if they did standing room only, fucking first come first serve, and and charge you oh, everybody forty dollars to get in. Again, people who were spending twenty five aren't going to be happy about it. But at the end of the day, you know, they're getting their money's worth. GCW fans, at the very least, I mean, if you take away all my other criticism, they get their money's worth. I mean, they're getting fucking fly-ins that they've been begging for on the East Coast for years, from Jody Fleisch to, you know, um, Jack Evans to, you know, these type of guys. And then on top of that, they're getting death matches. I mean, you know, you can yeah. complain, people will be butthurt, but honestly, it's it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an easy sell, you know. You just look at the card, yeah. and you're like, oh, dude, every fucking match is almost a dream match. Like, you know. 25 bucks yeah i'm sold and honestly i don't know why they don't draw more people because like the and, and with these cards that happen back to back this weekend like dude this this ultimately i think is going to help them in the long run because it's going to expose them to, to different crowd too because it's it's not just blood and guts anymore you know what i mean like most matches on that show weren't death matches you know and they right. were, it was still just a crazy show and you know what's the most insane thing about this show is that they had much less violence as far as tubes and stuff, but the one match that the two matches that they used them in, it really fucking stood out. You know what I mean? Because you you were mm-hmm. waiting for that moment, you know. And um, it wasn't first match in. It just I don't know. It was it was a really good vibe to the show. But uh, second match was it was a three way, which uh, we actually had to go and repark our car. So I missed most of this, but I watched it back on the on the replay. It was actually a uh, Teddy Hart, Jack Evans, and uh, Jody Flush. I was had there for go- like the beginning. You had to go repark your cars. No, my car. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, man. Because like, well, they have like a back parking lot that's connected to it. I didn't see that one, so I went and parked all the way across the street. It's fucking cold as shit. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not fucking walking at the end of the night, walking a mile and a half when I can just park right across the street. So I did I that. That wasn't okay. Huh? That wasn't okay then. What? The wall was parking okay. across the street. 
No, it was okay, but it's just I didn't I didn't see it because like I didn't I didn't realize that you know the back like people were parking in the other parking lot because I thought like you know different like different stations in the compound I was like oh like probably can't park at the fucking I don't know whatever other businesses they got over there but everybody was parking pretty much everywhere so I was like all right well, fuck oh, okay. it if they're parking here I'm just gonna park here but they had one like community parking that I parked in but it was was further away but everybody else was parking in just other businesses so I was like fuck I'll just I'll okay. move my shit. Oh, um, okay. Teddy Hart is uh, apparently on probation again, so he can't smoke weed, so he was much more, uh, he's still laid back as fuck, though, man. I don't know if this dude is just, like, naturally high or what, but, like, he just, he just, he didn't rub my belly this time, either. Uh, well, I mean, I think time. he's partially retarded. I think that, that <laughs> brings you down to, like, a more mellow, um, stance, you know. <laughs> Special Teddy. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Listen to anything he ever says and tell me there's not something wrong with that. It's very fascinating, there. but. Oh, yeah, Sure. One of the one of the best interviews, man. Shoot interviews, you know. Yeah, he, he, he takes you on a fucking journey. For sure, <laughs> that's exactly what he does. Um, Jody Flush, man. This was the first time I'd ever seen him live. Have you ever seen him live from like season? Yeah, I saw Best of the Best. Okay. okay. Best I, I actually, too. I didn't even, I, I didn't even know who he was until like I actually went back and like watched some of the clips that he was in CCW because I was curious. Like I've watched the show, I just didn't, I didn't know who the fuck he was. But he got much bigger, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. He got jacked up. I've seen pictures of him recently. It was like, wow, that looks like another fucking dude. Yeah, how old is he? he's got to be? Like, he's got to be like at least in his like like mid mid thirties, I would guess. I would think. I mean, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I guess uh, I don't know because like it it didn't seem like too many people knew him, but he he won him over by the end. You know what I mean? Because um, he was like hanging out in the parking lot, and it was kind of like awkward because like nobody really said much to him, you know. And I'm like, yo, yeah. they flew this dude in, like, you know, this is crazy. <laughs> this dude came from fucking England, you know. Yeah. And um, that was that. But uh, the next match that that I fucking dug a lot was uh, I guess Abyss didn't show up. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Abyss didn't yeah. show up. I guess he had a, he had a family emergency or something, which you know, like old indie days. This is like. Big, the big guy on the car, TNA guy, doesn't show up. Oh, family member. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if this match is cursed or what, man, but, like, the last time Abyss and Tremont was supposed to happen, Tremont almost died. So that didn't happen. This time something happened with Abyss. So I, I don't know. I'm not interested in this match enough to, like, really give mm-hmm. a shit if it happens either way. Like, if it happens, I'll watch it, but it's I don't really care either way. So what they yeah. did is they, they brought in uh, Schlack and uh, Dan O'Hare. And um, Schlack and Dan O'Hare went against Cannonball and fucking Tremont. And uh, this match was not nearly as violent as what you've seen how, but it, it was just as fun, if not more fun, because it meant so much. Because you knew, you knew that was, like, one of the only times we were going to get light tubes that night. And the people wanted yeah. death matches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they fucking marked yeah. out for the simplest light tube spots. And um, the compound is so small that, man, when they when they fucking break light tubes, dude, if the, the, like there was that one shard of glass that was fucking huge, like half a light tube goes flying and i'm like yeah it's right next to me you know and i don't know i don't know because like I, I told you i was i was pretty fucking uh twisted by the end i don't know if you could see this but i got a huge like uh like cut on my head i'm like can you see this nah like, it's too like bright yeah but uh the camera's got like yeah i don't i don't, I don't know if i had my hat off at any point and and like i got because i got showered in glass plenty of times so I don't, I don't really know but i don't know if i like cut myself shaving or i got cut over here yeah, it is fucking bright. See it? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah I see the little neck, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. 
But uh, yeah, it's another one of those scratches, man. You gotta watch that shit. Uh, <laughs> well, this is actually like a scratch, so they can actually. Say, this is, I didn't need pussy. stages. <laughs> take your take your cuts, motherfucker. Yeah, man. Just go to just go to deathmatch shows and join the fucking bloodbath. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right. It's part of it. Gotta sure. love it. Uh, Cannonball, man. He. Uh, I mean, I know him and DJ don't get along. I don't know. Do you know about that? Him and DJ apparently have like. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, like, when I talked to DJ, I don't know if it's the last interview or the one before, he said he wouldn't use Cannonball again. And uh, Cannonball started, like, a fuck DJ chant, which, of course, got over because, you know, sure. it's, it's that crowd. And yeah. um, the one light tube spot that I that I really – and I don't know, man. Schlack, I think the, the last few matches I've seen him, I don't know if he's, like, if he's, like, not focused or what, man. But he was he was pretty sloppy last, last night, man, or two nights yeah. ago. Yeah, he was pretty fucking sloppy. Um, He tried to pick up, like, there's there's three spots in a row that he botched. You know, which mm. I was like, oh, dude, that's... Because he tried, he tried to, like, press slam, cannonball, couldn't do it. And then he tried to suplex him and couldn't really get it up. And then pause. And then uh, he did the fucking, the light tube, he clothesline, and the light tube didn't break. And then he just smashed it over his back. But, like, back to back to back, it was just like, oh, like, mm. you know. Um, I don't know, have you noticed any any kind of, like... Any kind of, like, issues? Like, because he, he... I never really noticed that before. I thought he was, like, solid as fuck before. And uh, the match with Marcus Crane and him, which they both admitted that it was a train wreck. And then this is the, this is the next one that I saw, and I was and it wasn't sloppy for the most part. It was just like those three spots in a row, which I don't yeah. know if like the first one threw him off and just like you know self confidence went down, or if he just couldn't pick up Cannibal. I don't know what, what the case was, but yeah. Um, um, well, I, I don't really <laughs> have much to base it on, seeing as I don't watch wrestling. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I. I mean, I'm not going to go out there and just say, like, yo, dude's, you know, he's fucking crazy solid in the ring and this and that. I've always defended as far as, you know, DJ calling him green and stuff, because there's really only so technically sound you need to be as a deathmatch wrestler. And for the most part, I think Schlack is, has hit that shit, you know, hit that mark without a problem. You know, here and there, they're a little bit off, a little bit sloppy. And, you know, there's some that are more crisp than others. It's not across the board the same thing, but... um. I've seen people that are way, way more reckless than Schlack. Um, you know, but again, I guess he has his off matches and stuff. Um, I don't know. Um, he seems to be dating um, Maria Manic now. Uh, just completely oh, really? off topic. But yeah. That's, yeah, it's, that's uh, random as fuck. Yeah. What a, what a like random a, couple. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've seen a ton of like early morning pictures. Like, like early, you know, way early. Like What? Like, they're not hanging out in the middle of the day type shit. Mind fucking blown, man. My yeah, mind is so, blown right now. That is the uh, oddest maybe, maybe she's got his game all twisted and shit. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah it was crazy because they had that uh, that death match where Maria F5'd them and shit. And I don't know if that, like, won his heart over. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next thing you know, I saw all these, you know, Instagram, Snapchat pictures all, like, you know, eating breakfast and shit together. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's weird. I, I never – In the crib. I, never, I, I haven't seen those. I know uh, she's she's probably gonna get signed pretty soon. They just brought her up to to Florida. Yeah, should um, try out. Yeah. yeah, her and I think Penelope. Her and Penelope are like no doubt about it. I think they'll both both be up there. And, yeah, um, sure. I don't you think that's gonna help Joey at all? No, uh, <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, maybe one day. I think I think eventually it'll happen. But I don't I don't know. I no, wonder no, if it's sure. I, I mean, he works hard. He just doesn't look like an athlete at all. You know, I mean, she does. I mean, Maria, Maria clearly does. I mean, she's Jack. Right. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if they give a shit about that anymore, though, dude. Look, look at Chris Hero. 
Chris Hero is yeah, like, shit. I almost think Chris Hero is like a fucking, just like a slap to the Indies. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, you guys are like making shit, a bunch of money man. off of him. We'll re-sign him just so you guys are fucked. Yeah. You know, because they don't even use him like television-wise, really. You know, like they've done those NXT shows and they've kind of left him on like the dark side of it. Right. Man, he's kind of like the guy that they put in with the, the new guy just to get him over and kind of just take yeah. the pin. He's not really like, he's not going to be like NXT champion or anything, I don't think. As... Yeah, well, he was at one point. Well, you know, I guess early on. Oh, no, I guess maybe. I early, know, early on. It. Was he? I, don't, I wasn't watching. Yeah, like, not since he's been re-signed. Right, I mean, right. like, First time early on. on. Right. You know, before, like, the indie wave really hit. And honestly, like, since he's been re-signed, mm-hmm. other people have been signed and fucking showed up on TV and showed up on, you know, the high end of NXT and, like, debuted on Raw and fucking... Really, like they've kind of just left them like, okay, you know, you're part of our company. Indies can't use you, but well, you know, they, they found a spot for him, but it's definitely not spotlight. So I don't know if here is a good example. I mean, you know, you get your examples of like, you know, Steen and stuff like that, but I mean, you look at his charisma and you look at what he brings to the table, you know, as far as that and heel persona and stuff like that. I, I think it's way different. Yeah. But uh, back back to the GCW deal. Uh, Cannonball and Matt Tremont uh, won the match, and uh, Dan O'Hare did like a Macho Man elbow with one of those uh, wrapped up in barbed wire chickens for Hogan, and, and gave him a shout out, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, they won the match, and, and Tremont cut a promo basically saying, you know, he's going to be away from C- from GCW for a while. Um, which yeah, he said that shit last month. Yeah, but this this is like this was technically quote unquote not a GCW match. Like I I don't really get that. I don't I don't understand because they were saying like this is just a Jimmy show. Show this is not GCW. You know, it's technically. Not, but I I think I think with the overall success of the show, they're they're gonna label it on a GC. It'd be stupid not to. You know, it's weird because the fans still chanted GCW like a motherfucker all night. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I I think uh, I think okay. it, it was a GCW show. But um yeah, he said when he comes back, it's definitely gonna be worth a while so i'm guessing they have somebody big line up for him for his like return officially to like gcw which i'm guessing is probably going to be tournament of survival even if it's like a non non-tournament match you know well it's got to be non-tournament right didn't he stop doing tournaments right right so i'm guessing they'll probably do something non-tournament because similar to what he did with uh, like madman pondo you know in, in ccw the last one you know yeah so. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, Cannonball, man, I think I think he's definitely stepped it up a lot, man. I, I, I'm really liking Cannonball. Um, I never, like, disliked him or anything, but he, I wasn't, like, a huge fan. I, I actually, I, I think, I, I dig him. Well, he definitely, he gained back all the weight he ever lost. He did. And um, he did. so he's right up your alley now because you love fat bleeders. That so, true. like, That's a fact. if he was offending you with weight loss, he's fucking made up for that 100%. That is actually a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. He's a great dude, though. It's factual information that you're uh, you're exposing right here. Yeah, he's a great dude. Yeah, but um, we had one more death match, which was uh, Ciclope and uh, Miedo Extremo. Um, the uh, rejects had a family emergency, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the, the GCW champions had a family emergency. Didn't mm-hmm. Um, honestly, dude, I think I think without these no shows, I think the match the the, the card was better because I th- I don't think Abyss and Tremont would have been as good as. You know, that tag match was, honestly. I don't think it was. Yeah, I mean, if, if the original plan was to not have Schlack on the card, I don't know, that's a better, a better thing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. Maybe he was supposed to do something else, I'm not sure. But hmm. um, I think I think overall it, it, it worked well. And I think, honestly, Ciclope and Miedo, 
since they know each other so well, they, they could put on a better performance than going against the Rejects. Or if just as good, at least. You know what I mean? Because the match, the match was awesome, you know? And um, they had, you know, razor boards, um, of course, at the compound. And you know what? It, it's, it's, it's sad because, like, they, they pulled out the razor boards and it got, like, three people chanting razor boards. And, like, mm-hmm. the, the crowd was live as fuck the whole time, dude. I'm not yeah. saying the crowd was dead for, for this show at all. But they didn't care about the razor boards. And I'm like, yo, like, yeah, I don't it's... think people understand those are fucking razors that this dude just got DDT'd on and actually landed his head on the razors, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it's this crazy. match, actually. It was a crazy match. Um, you know, that's the thing. Like, there's two parts of that. There's one part where the, the crowd's desensitized a little bit. You guys are giving them, you know, five, six death matches a show. There's there's razors, there's syringes, there's you know tattoo needles and this and that and I mean they're they're throwing everything you could possibly throw in a death match in a death match, and um, you know when you do that on a, on a regular basis some of those things stand alone just lose their sting, um, the um, you know the other thing is is you're letting their fans get annihilated so you know when they're really fucked up. <laughs> everything's not going to stand out as much, you know? I think it adds to the show a lot, though, also. I I think the fans were louder, definitely, because they were fucked up. Oh, it'll bring volume. It'll definitely bring volume, but they might not notice, like, the intricacies of something or, like, specific small details because they're just kind of fucking blessed. You know? They're they're just shouting for random shit. Like you said, you kind of had to go back and watch the show. No, I I remember remember everything from the show. That's that's not why I went back and watched the show. I went back and watched the show because I had missed the three-way. Um, okay. And not all of the three. I, I missed a portion of it. But um, mm. I, I think this was probably the better deathmatch of the two. They used this uh, one glass spot outside, which I, I, I think I was wearing my hat. So if I wasn't, that explains this one. But, like, that was – it was, like, a pane of glass, and he kind of did, like, a swanton over, and he missed mm. them and just kind of landed right through it. Um, but razor boards, ironically enough, nobody cared about that. But uh, Cyclope, man, that dude is fucking over with the GCW crowd. Mm-hmm. And – um. Well deserved because that dude he's had probably the best matches, like like the most underrated matches on every card. Because like him and Eric Ryan, insane shit. You know I think him and uh him and Gage, you know with the fish hook like that was awesome. Seeing that for the first time, he's done a ton of like crazy shit up there. So I, I definitely uh I think he can definitely bring a lot. I don't know how again I don't know how long they can bring people in from Mexico and England for a compound yeah. shows, but. Hey, man, if you can make it happen, I'm not complaining. I'm not flying them in. So if you are, if that works for you, it works for me. I don't know. However you do yeah. it, keep doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Then your favorite spot happened on the show in here, man, because uh, right after this, because uh, Jimmy Lloyd smashed some light tubes on Matt Wolf's head because Matt yeah. Wolf was not trying to let Jimmy Lloyd and Marcus Crane use light tubes, which got a fuck you, Matt Wolf channel, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh what are your thoughts on this? Because I actually I I love this till he started no yeah. selling it, and I, I you can even see me on camera. I, I I like lost my shit. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yo, you are you're selling it less than anybody else on this fucking show. Oh yeah, yeah. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, I definitely want to talk about this. Um, I saw this and hated it immediately. Uh, and the thing is, is you know, obviously people don't like Matt Wolf, so a lot of the initial reaction is good. Fuck him. I hope he dies. And and like I hear you. Like believe me. Like, you know, I, I share some of those uh, those thoughts with you guys. But when it comes to actual wrestling, I hate fan spots. I hate it completely. I don't think it should ever ever happen. And if it does, there should be an agreement between the fan, cameraman, whatever the case is, you're gone for the rest of the show. Sure. Like, you take that sacrifice, 
you're part of this show. They carry you the fuck. There's like wrestlers or security that carry you out of the building like you're a dead body and you don't show back up because now that puts over the fucking act of violence. Like, holy shit. These guys in the ring are taking all this shit left and right and fucking getting back up. Your average person dies when that happens. Right. That's what the fuck makes sense to me. Like this fucking asshole took the shit first off. I mean, you know, before he goes online and starts talking about, you know, I'm a fucking badass. Like he had a fucking hat on and a fucking sweatshirt right, and he right. tucked his head and threw his arm up. And, right. you know, believe me, like that, that's not hardcore. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's like the ultimate warrior coming in with the Jerry Lord, you know, where he had the fucking hat on and they smashed glass over his head. It's like, oh, dude, that defeated the whole purpose of the yeah. spot. But either way, you know, the tubes being what they are, he gets hit with it and he he goes down for like a minute and you immediately see him on the hard cam a minute later, like talking and like you see his hands gesturing and he's like talking and nodding his head and like, you know, he might as well be discussing like, you know, the Eagles next season fucking off season moves, you know, like, so what do you think they're doing at quarterback? Like, I don't know, man, like, you know, uh, Wentz is going to come back. He was, you know, slated to be MVP. But meanwhile, like, you know, you got this guy who just won the Super Bowl and you know, that it looked like he was just having casual conversation like the shit never fucking happened. And that looks like shit. It fucking it shits on everything you guys are doing out there. I felt the same way that when Hamhead no sold the fucking tubes at uh, T.O.D. And he got all butthurt and fucking went on, um, you know, went online and, and, you know, he was running his ham head and, and he's like, uh, you know, what do you expect me to do? Like not do my job and like stop taking pictures. Like, yeah, like it, it, and again, I, I would think that this was arranged by some stretch of the imagination. But this is on the wrestlers, too. I'm not just blaming this on the fucking fan that takes it because you guys are shitting on your own fucking profession. So when Connor Claxton hits fucking ham head with a tube, if it isn't arranged, like, dude. You can't be out here taking pictures for the fucking rest of the show if that's the case. Right. Not like go down for a minute, have people help you up, then fucking running your fat ass around the ring taking pictures and shit. Like that's not the way this works. You take a fucking tube, you die. That's it. You're over. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's I mean there's there's been situations where like a security guard will get fucked up. That motherfucker's off the show for the rest of the show. I remember some old CZW shit like that. Like this, this security guard or, you know, scrawny Shawnee or something will take a fucking bump. That dude's gone. Right. He can't be part of the fucking ring crew anymore for the rest of the night because that's that's what happens. The same thing. Like if the ref gets fucking bumped, like like serious spot bumped, he's not out there refing the next match. Why is it different for a fucking fan for you guys to just let them like, here, you're involved for a second. And then they just fucking no sell it and stand there like an asshole. It's it just it doesn't make sense. It makes your whole shit look bad because, again, Obviously, there's a safe way to do things. That's supposed to be part of the illusion, though. You know, the part of the illusion is supposed to be, like, you try to shit at home, you're dead. Like, you, right. you can't break glass. And Sell fucking, me on it. Sell me on yeah. it. Yeah. And I understand kayfabe is dead and this and that, but the more you expose it where, like, any asshole could get hit with a light tube, well, then now you need to use a whole shitload more. And I know GCW is no stranger to using a shitload more, but, I mean... You, you just you're making it harder and harder on yourself. Not only are you you outdoing your last match with the next match and you know razor boards and light tubes and fire and no rope barbed wire and you know five six death matches where it's hard to top the last thing and you're overshadowing the first death match that happened on your show to the point where people don't even remember it at least on the the Howell shows and then uh, y you follow that with now like oh occasionally fans will take a fucking couple light tubes it's like come on and. and 
I don't know. I just, I don't agree with it at all. I know the initial impulse of like, yeah, fuck that guy. But like, that's not what this really is. You're kind of putting him over and kind of like downplaying your entire product. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can, I can, I can see it from both sides. Cause I mean, this wasn't like a, again, you, you know how, you know, those shows that they do kind of like the, the Janela spring break show where it's like, Oh, like kayfabe's dead for this show. Like we're just having fun. They were trying to kind of okay. go with the same vibe for this show. I feel, I'm not oh, saying talk- right or wrong, but I'm saying that's kind of like what they were going for. And I feel like at those shows, they just don't give a fuck. Like everything's, you know, they have wrestlers that are wrestling each other, fucking drinking beers right outside before their match. So. Are you talking about Matt Wolf, a guy who takes blurry pictures with his fucking camera and then tells people online, you're just jealous because I'm international and you're stuck behind the guardrail. Like this is the right. dude you're fucking allowing into this fucking world. You're you're pulling back the curtain a little bit for for a dude who has done nothing but take shitty, shitty pictures and brag about it online as if, like, he's the god of photography, you know? So you're not dealing with a humble dude who's going to, like, keep your secret for you secret for you, and and treat it with respect. And he's he's currently at home going, dude, I take fucking light tubes. <laughs> he's, like, telling people sure. who don't watch wrestling right now, like, yeah, little busted up this weekend, man. I took fucking <laughs> three light tubes to the head. You see those uh, things in the ceiling? Yeah, three of those right here. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Again, yeah. like, you know, I, I criticize this stuff. I personally don't give a fuck what you do to the business because I barely watch it anymore. But that's just my personal opinion on, uh, you know, how it looks overall to a fan who's, you know, I mean, supposed to respect what they're watching to a certain extent. All right. I think uh, what, was, what was the funniest thing to me is, like, when I when I told him why is he not selling it, right? Because he got he got up right away. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, why are you? Why the fuck are you not selling this shit? And this dude proceeds to come over to me and he's like, oh no no no. And then he like tries to like start picking out glass out of his like like hair and shit. No, dude, it actually, oh dude, it actually hurt. Like I'm like, dude, are you fucking trying to sell it to me now? Like what is wrong? Do <laughs> you, you think I'm fucking retarded or something? Like what is wrong with you, man? The fuck away from he'll, me. What's wrong with you? He'll sell it individually yeah, to each to person people. who doubts that it hurt <laughs> when they saw him casually conversating as if it wasn't shit. Right. Oh, right. no, you don't understand. I went through eight weeks of fucking, uh, you know, post-traumatic therapy because of that. Like, <laughs> I know it looked like it didn't hurt. However, you know, I'm still still recovering as we speak. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is ridiculous. That's why I don't agree with it. By the way, I forgot the, the one spot, which... Uh, I'm sure you've seen this since you watched the match, but uh, what's the Cole playing uh, Miedo where they did the, the um, he set his knee on fire? Yeah. Yeah, and he kind of did like the, the Daniel Bryan knee, the running knee, and uh, he fucking, he took his knee, knee uh, what do you call those things? Not a knee brace. Uh, the fucking knee pad. He, put, he took the knee right. pad off and uh, it, was, it was set on fire. He just threw it and it actually literally almost landed outside of the ring. It landed right on the edge of the apron. And mind you, the first row is like, like three feet away from the apron, and right. not one dickhead gets up and puts the shit out. It's just the, like the ring is about to get set on fire. Like, what the fuck is wrong? And then you saw like Jimmy like run up, and Jimmy slides on the chairs, and he takes a fight. He he busts his ass almost, and then Lauderdale <laughs> runs over there with the water, and he's like Lauderdale's like flipping out because you know like. Yeah, it's like a temper and shit. The dude starts fucking like, he starts flipping. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, what is wrong with you? You know, with all the fucking like fans that that quote unquote sweep the ring and all that shit. I guess it's like their responsibility to do that or whatever. But uh, not one dickhead that apparently uh, sweeps up, you know, the ring or works for the company or anything, or even a regular fan that was sitting ringside that was just like, oh, I have some water. I should probably put this shit out. You know, 
Mm. Not one person. So, <laughs> genius. It was it was fucking good though. This was actually a good fire spot. I haven't seen a good fire spot in a long time. This this was good because his knee yeah. was legit on fucking fire. Contact. It wasn't a botch. Like it was, it looked good. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Crane and Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, Marcus Crane lost to Jimmy Lloyd. It's his birthday, of course. You knew that was coming. Uh, didn't see any. Didn't not see that happening. Uh, light tubes right. again. A couple light tubes here and there. Nothing like that insane. But um, well, yeah. I guess you know what? There was I guess four matches that used light tubes on the show, but it yeah. seemed a lot less compared to how. You know what I mean? It wasn't you know fifty light tubes right. in each match. It was right. you know a handful here and there. Right, you know? right, right. right. It's, so it's it's way less severe because I mean. The amount that they were using and how it was like the finals of a death match every every fucking match. Right. Yeah. It was it was a death match tournament without it being a tournament every single month. Like every right. single match was just like crazy. Which you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy I got to live that. It was fun for us. But like you know, it, I'm glad they're taking this break because I think it, it's gonna it's gonna re, it's gonna be refreshing when you kind of go back to like a show like that. Like at TOS, that's probably gonna be their next show where it's like you know where they go all out, and it won't be like <laughs> oh we just saw that last month you know. And I mean. You're saying taking a break while you're still watching shows with light tubes and fucking burning kneecaps, so... Right. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, yeah. It's like a pretty fucking luxurious break for you guys. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Like, we're just not seeing bird spikes and chainsaws and fucking, you know, handsaws and roof bumps yeah, through wood fucking... Wood chippers. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, throw them through the wood chipper. <laughs> One of my favorite episodes. <laughs> anyway, who wants to go <laughs> check that out? Uh, but yeah, man, it was, it, was, it, was, it was good shit. I think, uh... Did you see this match with Jimmy and... Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I didn't like it. I, I thought it was, you know, your average, just shit all over the place, spots and stuff, but, you know, just, just no, just organized chaos, unorganized chaos, I should say. Do you think he's getting better, though? Just madness. Um, uh, I, I feel know, like I he's botching, he's botching a lot less, man, I feel like. I yeah. feel like he's, he's yeah, got probably. his, like, yeah. It's just, there's still just, even if, like, the spots aren't botched, there's just no structure to his shit. Right. You know, right. if. It's one thing if he's got someone to actually like lead him through the match, um, you know, not taking anything away from Marcus Crane, but I think Crane's just down for whatever train wreck he gets into. Right, right. And uh, you know, if this shit's gonna be unorganized chaos, then he's just down for it. You know, yeah, he's down for whatever. <laughs> and that's uh, that's what I feel like went on here. Um, yeah, it wasn't the worst thing ever, but I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of it. Right. I, as everyone knows, I'm not a huge Jimmy Lloyd fan. So, yeah. uh, aerial but, uh, assault. Well, first one? off. Uh, the end of this match had a a spot, you know, or, or thing where they had the lights go out. Danny DeMano talked some shit, and fucking Sandman came out. Oh yeah, how could I uh, not mention that? I guess well, huge I... fucking pop. Um, I was never ever a Sandman fan, um, ever, um, not for a day, but I like this a lot. I think this is a great, great thing. Um, you know, I, I hate when indies, you know, these days especially. 2018 are like you know making this their main event you know or the sandman's fucking part of it or this is the top of their fucking poster unadvertised surprise where this fucking guy that pops the entire building through the roof i think is awesome i mean gcw is just following the old school blueprint of ccw and then adding a bunch more death matches that's that's kind of what they're doing um because ccw do that a lot back in the day too where it was just like unadvertised surprise but that wasn't the main attraction of the show. They already had their show plan. You already got what you're you're coming to see. But then, in addition, here's this shit. And I was like, oh fuck, I didn't expect that. And that's you know, this really delivered on that angle, um, where it just it blew the roof off the joint. And um, it wasn't like, you know, your go home spotted. They didn't. 
you know, they didn't replace Abyss with the Sandman. Right. This was, you know, Sandman just an extra surprise for everybody, and motherfuckers loved it, so. Right. It was, yeah, I, I thought it was a nice touch. Because, again, it wasn't advertised at all. Like, I saw him come like, previously. Like, he, he arrived, I guess, right before that match. So I saw him outside. Oh, okay. so I knew it was happening. Um, okay. But, again, it's it's hard to hide him because it's, like, there's only one entrance. The locker room yeah. is at the entrance. You know, so if you're, like, outside, you're, you're going to see people. It's impossible to hide people. Yeah. Um, and that might be one of their things that, again, I don't I don't know how many surprises they're actually going to have like this. But you, you mentioned CZW and ECW. That was kind of like their blueprint. Like, when they brought in Rick Rude, nobody knew what fucking Rick Rude was there. You know, he showed up with right. a mask, took their, oh, shit, it's fucking Rick Rude. You know? Yeah. Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton showing up at the arena. Nobody knew. Like, oh shit, WCW guys are here. Like, what the fuck is happening? You know. And yeah. I think, I think, I think it was a smart move not to advertise it because they wouldn't have sold an extra ticket that Sandman was nah. on there. But it delivered as far as like, oh shit, anything can happen here. You know. And I thought, you know, thought and then cool. there's expectations too. If you put it on the card, you advertise it. Like, what's he gonna do? This and that. And if that's all he does. Then eh, who right. gives a fuck? But he's not advertised at all. No one expects that he walks the fuck out. You know, hits this guy with the fucking cane, drinks a beer with Jimmy. Then that's you know a huge pop. It got it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yeah, I think uh, House of Hardcore has made that mistake several times. Well, they'll put him as like one of the main attractions on the poster, and then he like runs in, does one cane spot, drinks a beer, and leaves. And it's and everybody pops for it. But for me, it's just like I, I've seen, dude, I've seen it so many times. I just I don't give a shit about it at all. You know, right? Like guys, like like the old ECW guys. As much as I love ECW, I can't pop for it anymore because I've, I've seen them too much, you know? Yeah. They've been used yeah. at every show since early 2000s until now, still, mm. you know? Can't tell you how many times I've seen Balls Mahoney at, at a non-ECW show, but yeah. I, th- I thought it's cool when it's not. Not recently, so, yeah. though. Well, obviously. <laughs> obviously. But um, um, I knew a guy that saw him in a dollar store once. No, it was, it was that. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Well, I know. I only heard the story one time. Dude, I know. Yeah. yeah I know. Uh, well, you'll hear uh, plenty more stories because oh, I forgot. Uh, speaking of him, Cannibal actually picked him up, right? <laughs> right. Picked him up and used his legs to drop kick uh, like Dan O'Hare or something. <laughs> Which he like he like popped hard for man. He was like running around and shit, like freaking out, of course. <laughs> and uh, when Sandman came out, man, the funniest thing is, I just look around the room. And you would have hated this. I, I was just actually, I was like, yo, if J-Cat was here right now, he, he'd, be, he'd be dying right now laughing at this shit. Like, as soon as he comes out, you just see all these grown men, just sloppy as shit, like, fucking, you know, mid-40s to, like, 50, just, like, you know, clearly just drunk as fuck. As soon as yeah. they hear Sandman just take beers and just pour it all over themselves, I'm like, yo, you, like, you're going to smell like beer for the rest of the... You're like, driving home, stupid. Yeah, I'm like, why are you doing that to yourself? And uh, Russell was one of those guys that fucking took a whole beer to the face, man. Poured it all over his face and fucking shirt. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I'm good. I don't, I don't need any beer on me. Thank you, though. Yeah, you got to love the grown men who sit there like baby birds when a fucking guy walks by <laughs> with a beer that he's already drinking. <laughs> that's fucking that's yeah. such a manly thing to do. Like, dude, fucking, I have my own beer, but I just really need part of what your mouth was on real quick. And then, like, even when they get in the fucking ring and they're doing the fucking thing, <laughs> he's drinking a beer with Jimmy, and he's like, he's like, no, dude, like, I need your cigarette. And, like, Sam and even kind of looked at him like, my fucking cigarette. Yeah, I saw that. He like, was I like, no, nah, not this, or anything. He's like, no, no, like, I need your cigarette. And he's, like, smoking a cigarette. And dude's looking at him like, all right, what the fuck? I mean, it's not really part of the thing where we share a cigarette in the ring, but all right. <laughs> I guess we'll do that. 
grown men or baby birds. What the fuck? <laughs> <Dude>, <laughs> really? They're like grown baby birds. It's so it's true fucking... though. There's like six of them all like just fucking poking their eyes, you know, poking <laughs> their heads, though. waiting for it, man. Give me part of your fucking backwash, bro. <laughs> yeah. The fuck is here? <laughs> Yeah, I, I couldn't be one of those people, man. I, I have no interest in that at all. I always had it's enough. When I was me. drinking, I always had enough of my own beer that I wasn't, like, begging for, like, a sip of someone else's fucking beer, like, exactly. sloppily poured into my face. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I, I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd, like, like buried, like, DeMonto. Like, obviously, as, like, a like you know part of yeah. the show. And, uh... He like said that he had him for like his surprise, and I'm I'm guessing that well I guess no I guess the following night they faced off in Allentown, so I guess they, they were kind of uh, Danny DeMonto and Jimmy Lloyd. I guess they were kind of. I'm sure that was that. fantastic. Yeah, five star, five star. Yeah, but uh, had just the best match ever. I'll tell you what was a what was actually a great fucking match was the aerial assault. Um, I don't know if you saw this one. Yeah, um, I, I didn't. Uh, something happened. I don't know if it cut out or something. Something went on, but I just think this is fucking crazy because like Ariel Assault was yeah, clearly a CZW gimmick. <laughs> yeah. They stole everything right down to the fucking box. Like they, right, like, yeah. they had the fucking box. Like they borrowed it from next door. <laughs> <laughs> like dude, you got a lawnmower. Like you got some gas for. <laughs> I mean, you got a weed whacker or something. Shit was crazy as fuck. As soon as I saw that, I saw the box and I was like, these motherfuckers, man. But, you know, obviously there's there's no love lost there. Well, you know, maybe DJ sat down with the management, as he's known to do. Sure. They have lunch. And, uh, dude, can door. I borrow your box? Yeah, sure. Just uh, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I mean, all all of it is, is, is my obvious guess would be Brett, since Brett's been around CZW and he was a fan and all that shit. So, I'm, I mean, I don't think DeMonto was ever, like, much into CZW. I don't think he gave a shit about it. I know he did a couple shows, but. Yeah, he was in it. Right. Well, yeah, he did, like, TODA once, and he did a couple shows here and there. But he wasn't, like, a big CZW guy or anything. But, uh... uh I mean, he had, a, I want to say, the roughly a year or so. I think he was tag champ with, Demona, uh, with uh, Dahmer. Was he? I don't even remember that. Yeah. I want to say so. I don't even remember that shit. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen him I've seen him a couple times in CZW, and then the TOD that he did. But I don't, I don't yeah. remember much. That's a matches that. with Panky. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't remember much other than that. But I mean, I, I'm guessing the main influence as far as the CCW ideas is probably Brett, though. I don't think it's like Demonto, like, oh, we should do Aerial Assault. I'm pretty sure it's Brett. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, but hey, man, I think uh, they're they're trying to push the envelope as much as they can to kind of piss them off, and I don't think it's going to work either way. Which I don't even know why, because they don't even need them anymore. It's it's, it's CCW is like irrelevant. It's not even like a. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, yeah, why why do like complete anarchy in a building next door? Where you really don't want people fucking with you, and then just get, just keep pushing their buttons while you're in there. <laughs> just yeah. do your shit. Yeah. You know? Hey man, I'm I'm not complaining, man. It's a fun time for the for the fans. I don't give a shit about who's the politics behind it. You guys deal with that shit yourself. Yeah, I guess. But uh, the aerial assault, man, man, uh, was unbreakable. Andy, Tony Deppen, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Cade. You know who he is? Jason yeah. Kincaid, whatever. He's a Ring of Honor guy. Big-ass beard. He kind of looks like a fucking skinny Hanson. Okay. Yeah. No, I wasn't too familiar with him, but I've seen him at Ring of Honor. And uh, Colby Carino, Steve Carino's son. Eli Everfly, another California guy. I don't know how he flies here every month. Um, and Matt Travis. Mark Quinn wasn't there. So Eli Everfly probably travels in someone's luggage. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's tiny. Enough. He's a tiny little dude. He's like carry-on for somebody. Yeah. 
amazing though. I think he's he's uh definitely became like one of my favorites that uh I've been exposed to like CZW. Not CZW, GCW. Like him and Ciclope, probably like the two that I had no idea who the fuck they were. And then like afterwards I was like, Oh shit, like pretty good. Um yeah. I think Tony Deppen probably was 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 the best for me in this match. Yeah. Um he took like a spot from Eli Everfly. It was almost like a like a Spanish fly from like the mid rope to the outside through chairs, which I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um this was a really good match, man. Matt Travis he he uh he busted up his his uh his knee. He did a nice uh, like swanton from from the top rope. Um Colby Carino, he he started out a little sloppy, but he's he's good, man. He's good. I don't remember him being being um like a great performer or anything in Ring of Honor when uh, Steve was still there, but he's definitely mm-hmm. stepped it up. That uh, Jason Kincaid, dude, I don't, I don't know too much about him, and I wasn't I wasn't really big on him. And Breakable Andy, again, you know, really nice dude, great in the ring, which just looks like shit though. He doesn't look like a wrestler at all. Like yeah. I, I I can't tell him when he's not in the ring aside from a fan. You know what I mean? Like, a, all right. If I see this dude in the bathroom, I would have no idea he's a wrestler. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, those are like the main two spots that uh, stood out to me, and then you know, obviously a bunch of fucking high spine sh- shit that I totally forgot about. But yeah, Tony Deppin, man, I think he's uh, every time I see him, I think he's getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he sure. he recently did like Chikara, and he's he's doing some other stuff. So good for him. Yeah, he was really excited about that. I saw him posting some shit about uh, loving uh, what do you call it? Uh, Quack's pre pregame speech. Right. Yeah. All right, and then uh, that brings us to the main event, which was uh, Nick Gage and um, Jimmy Jacobs. So what happened is uh, Homicide is there, and yo, I got, I got to credit Homicide, man. Like that dude, like I was I was talking to him down near the whole show. Like he really has a lot of pride in this compound school deal. Like he's really putting in like a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's really fucking dedicated to this shit. So, um, you know, he wasn't wrestling on the show or anything, but he he was there. And by this time, like he's fucking just sloppy drunk, man. Like this dude is like just. Like old ass homicide, you know? Like he's like fucking just running, blah, blah, you know, just fucking just doing gun sounds and shit. Like, the <laughs> fuck, dude. It's fucking, it's not fucking 99 anymore, man. Yeah. But, uh, he comes out there, Teddy Hart is out there, and, um, him and Teddy kind of even like, like almost like smile at each other, kind of even fuck around. I think they're like, he was too drunk, and Teddy, I, I see what you mean now by like Teddy, like keeping his space between the two because he knows he can't like fuck with them really. Um, yeah. You mentioned that on on a previous show, and I kind of saw that because Teddy, you could tell he was sober because he's on probation, mm-hmm. and Homicide was real rowdy, and Homicide was like fucking with him. Like you could tell, like he was just like trying to have fun, like try to pretend like he's getting to him, but you could tell Teddy wasn't really comfortable with it. He's like, oh, dude, ah, this dude gonna try to like fucking like make an angle out of it. I'm not really ready for this. I don't know. You know, mm, he, yeah. he was just uncomfortable. I could tell like he was just like trying to keep his space. You know, where mm-hmm. regular Teddy would fucking get the microphone. No, I'm here for the people. We'll start shooting and all that shit. He wasn't doing any of that. He was just kind of like, ah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, there was whatever kind of pre-match shit. I, first off, like, I heard they got the one dude, uh, Jeremy, in the ring who talks a bunch of shit on me online. Um, he's sweeping the fucking ring for, like, a half hour. And um, they're, they're like, begging people to come sweep the ring, like, on the on the mic. Like, you know, people put down your drinks and, like, come sweep the ring. Like, Is someone really? please come sweep the ring. Yeah, like, I kept hearing it and shit. And, um no one was coming to sweep the ring. It was just that dude. And then, uh, at, you know, Homicide's fucking sweeping his ass off outside. And then at some point, uh, like they said, like Jimmy Jacobs came out and he, he, he started like jawing with him back and forth. And then he got on the mic and started calling him a pussy and this and that. And I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Cause I'm not there. 
but I, it, it gave off the vibe like Jimmy Jacobs didn't want to wrestle with all the tax and shit out there. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, he's done crazy shit before, so I, I was doubting that. But in the same token, like, he was really laying in, like, everybody tell him he's a pussy. Like, demand that he's a pussy. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck was actually happening. You know, you were there. What happened? So, obviously, obviously nobody knows. My personal opinion is that it's 100% of work. Um, sure. Because, like... The way, the way it happened is Homicide came out, and I don't think this part was a work, but Homicide came out, and maybe they told him, like, hey, go out there and just roll up the crowd a little bit, but Homicide came sure. out on the, on the fucking microphone and just started going off on Jimmy Jacobs. Get that fucking pussy out of my building, you fucking pussy. Like, you know, just going off for, like, 30 minutes, just talk, just calling him a pussy literally for 30 minutes. Yeah. And uh, they finally got him out of the ring, and then that's, that's when people were like, oh, like, what happened? Like, is he not trying to wrestle? Or, like, what's, what's the deal? Yeah. And I think Jimmy, like, he's a genius, you know what I mean, when it comes to, like, the psychology shit. Arrest, hence the reason he was signed to WWE as a writer. You know, like, mm-hmm. he's, he's good with the in-ring psychology. Not my favorite. I don't like his gimmick or anything. But I think the guy, like, has a lot um, stored in his brain that he could probably offer to the business. And sure. I, think, I think him realizing, like, he, he's, I can see him being one of those guys, like, like, oh, I'm booked for GCW. Let me check out one of these tapes and see what this is about, you know. Mm-hmm. And seeing what kind of crowd that is and being like, oh, okay, like. They're probably gonna boo me when I go there. I'm going against Gage. Those people, they they fucking they they're diehard Gage fans. They're gonna boo right. me. So let me go in there and and be this princess and act like a pussy and be like, nah, dude, I'm not fucking wrestling. And 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 oh, there's a piece of glass right there. Get that shit out of here too. But he was really working like like the gimmick. You know what I mean? Like he would constantly come out. There was like two or three times where he'd come out and he he'd look at the ring like, nah, dude, I'm not fucking doing that. And he'd he'd walk out. You know. And uh, this went on, and it really riled up the crowd. Where the crowd thought they were like, f- they could like take on Jimmy Jacobs. You know, you got fans in the, look at the fucking pussy. Don't want to take a spot. It's like, oh, dude, like, relax, man. Like, just chill the fuck out, dude. This is, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a work. But uh, anyway, he came out to wrestle, and it was, it was him and Gage, obviously. Um, I don't believe for one bit that Jimmy Jacobs has a problem doing hardcore spots. I've seen him take hardcore spots, and this is a guy that fucking drenched himself in. Jay Briscoe's blood. It's not like some, you know what I mean? Like he's not, he's he's not new to this shit. Really, he's done right. rope barbed wire. He was an IWA mid side. Like he's not a new guy. And um, the reason why I think it was a work was because like he kept moving around and, and like picking up like small ass pieces of glass from the ring and throwing them out and, and getting pissed. But he one hundred percent sold it. And uh, the match, the match was good for for what it was. You know, it was it was a shorter match? Um, he would kind of do like the regular wrestling spots. You know getting the crowd to boo him and then uh gage came out of nowhere with the fucking light tubes and and hammered it in dude like he fucking hit him with like a like a like you would you would hit a baseball bat you know what i mean just shattered the shit out of it on his head and then uh they got a pane of glass and they used that also uh, i forget what the what the i think he did um i think he did the pile driver through the pane of glass from the top rope or something like that but um yeah gage got the pin and, you know, he told him to get the fuck out of his building and never come back. He's a pussy. He's not welcome. And I just, I don't know, man. What do you think? I overall, I think it was 100% of work. And I think he he was really dedicated to getting the shit over. Because even in, in the in the parking lot, like, when fans were, like, approaching him, you could tell he was, like, playing it as, like, pissed off. You know what I mean? Like, nah, dude, I'm not, I'm not with this shit. Like, I, I want to get out of here. Yeah, I think it's a work. I mean, it, I don't know if you saw the promo. I saw the promo, like, today. It was like well after the fact, but uh, Jimmy Jacobs did like a promo leading into it. Um, did you see that or no? No, I didn't. I don't think so. 
He did a promo and he more or less just said like, yeah, you know, I call myself a princess. Nick Gage calls himself, you know, the the god of death matches and the this and the that. He's like, and you know, why I call myself a princess because I don't have to I don't have to uh, call myself something tough to prove that I'm a badass or whatever. I just am or some shit like that. And he's like, I can't wait till the show. I'm going to kiss you on the mouth and this and that and that whole shit. So he was like playing that whole shit up leading into the show. Like, yeah, like I'm just going to do what the fuck I do, no matter how badass you are and this and that. So, you know, yeah, I think 100% yeah. it was, it was definitely a work. I just, I just think people aren't used to, to a wrestler keeping kayfabe alive that much. Cause he <laughs> well, was, it was, right, dude, it was so old school. Cause he was like, he was, he was, if, if you were that one fan that caught him by the dumpster, he would sell you on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was that fucking dedicated, and I loved it. I thought that was that was great. You know what I mean? Wrestling needs more of that shit, because you got people talking now. Like, yo, was he pissed? Like, was that? Like, did he not want to wrestle? What, what happened with that? You know? Right. And then after the match, you know, of course, uh, he comes back out again, and he's like thinking about going at it against again with uh, Gage because he's calling him a pussy. So I, th- I think they're setting up for a second match. I think that's yeah. that's where this is going. By the way, he did kiss him, which caught me really off guard because I'm like, whoa. Gage? I was like, what the fuck? And then that's yeah. when like Gage like flipped out and fucking hit him with the light tubes and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, he posted like a picture with his eye like bloody and stuff and it said, do not kiss Nick Gage. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think, it, you know, to me it sounds like 100% of work. And I think the other thing that's that's startling to people and why it's like, oh shit, what, what was that? It's because for the most part, the rest of GCW has no angle, no storyline, no rhyme, no reason, no any fucking thing. They just... They just annihilate each other and fucking hug and kiss after the match. So well, that's I, everywhere, though, dude. I mean, CZW yeah. is the worst with booking. I mean, AW doesn't have storylines. You know, PWG doesn't have storylines. Jersey All Pro doesn't have good storylines. Like, I, I feel like that's missing from everybody. That's why it stood out so much to me because I'm like, oh shit! Like, they're actually, they're actually working something out. Like, this is interesting. You know, I actually want to see them go at it again now, and, and that's, that's missing thing. from everyone. Even with CZW having bad storylines, at least they're storylines, you know, um, right, I'm not saying right, they run a better product by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying like they attempt storylines or, or a reason behind it. GCW never even really attempted that. So I think it's kind of startling to that crowd. Right, right. Yeah, you know, to be attempting some form of like, a, you know, some vibe behind the match. Like, oh, what are they up to? You know, shit. And and it does. It does create a lot more, you know, aura around a match if you put something behind it. Right. Yeah, but overall, it was, it was a great fucking show. At the end, they got uh, some 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 gross ass Camden stripper on the way that came in and gave uh, Jimmy Lloyd a lap dance she, to the point she had to like force his hands on her on her ass cheeks. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, God, dude, don't don't do it, don't 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 just don't do that. It's not not a good move. Yeah. But um, they had like an after party. I, I didn't stay for the after party, but apparently they had more drinks and food and strippers and all kinds of shit and uh they got cool lighting in there too man they got they got better lighting than like uh like like czw they had like purple lights and chill like that so yeah that's uh the ghost of um, they had like a bonus match i guess at the uh yeah they party. announced something I, I didn't see it obviously i wasn't there i, I didn't even see any footage of it do, do you know what the match was no idea that's why i was asking no, but uh, no. i guess they they added the bonus match to whatever the uh tj's replay thing. Oh, okay okay so. i'll have to check it out yeah, but I don't know, man. Just like it's 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 different stuff that they present that I like. Like I haven't seen like a birthday show really. I've never seen like a spring break show. I've never seen these secret matches. Like we've seen secret matches, but like like last minute announced matches. Like oh, if you stay extra, like you know, we got a party after the show with an extra. Like it's new stuff. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I so mean, it's... part of that is just creativity on just the naming of the show. I mean, if you right. look at, you know, some of it is like, all right, you know, CZW's fucking, uh, fucking, uh, what the hell was that? Hot Buzz or whatever right. is going to oh. be our fucking thing. Or, you know, it's this, it's that. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? And, and instead of that, you say, like, this is a fucking birthday celebration. And then they turn it, like, theme it towards that, you know? it. It's just a little bit of effort of trying to do something a little different that's going to stand out and just just run with the theme that you created. That's all. Right. It's it's as simple as just committing to some shit that you came up with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, before, before we get off GCW, and I know I know you want to get into CCW. Uh, yeah. Um, Timothy Thatcher is that his name? That yeah. Dude, he he's going yeah. against Gage at uh, Bloodsport. I see a lot of people hype about this. Have, are you familiar with this guy? I've seen him at nah, Beyond I before, s- but I don't really know much about him. So I'm at CZW. I think they brought him in for best of the best or something. I didn't like the dude at all. Um, DJ was like in love with this dude. Like he just kept posting and posting about how great this guy was and how it was an honor to have him there. And it was just, he was really getting a little awkward. And then, uh, yeah, he, he didn't book up him a lot after that. I don't know if the dude stopped returning his calls after he got weird online, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's, um, he's kind of boring to me. I mean, he's yeah. a big ass dude. And, um, you know, I'm sure they'll make something out of it, especially with Gage's style, you know, kind of brings you, I don't know, it, it brings something out of other wrestlers that aren't necessarily that style. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, right. see, we'll see what happens with that. I saw also uh, David Starr and uh, Mike Quackenbush. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. Don't give a shit about it? Nah, I don't give a fuck about neither one of those people. Yeah. I don't know. Both I good wrestlers, that... but Quack's a fucking weirdo. And uh, David Starr is just a whiny millennial bitch. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good match, but I can't particularly say I'm I'm like really excited about that or honestly uh, the the Thatcher because I don't I don't know anything about him. But uh, the great Sasuke and, and Janela match that's definitely going to be awesome. And Riddle and, and Loki. I mean Riddle and Loki is like yeah, that's dude, awesome. Like, that's fucking like whoever's at WrestleMania weekend, whatever the time that match is happening, you need to be there, dude. You're you're an idiot if you're not there because I'm I'm sure that's going to fucking steal the show. One hundred percent. So, man. But yeah, man, you watched uh, you watched some fucking wrestling. You want to get into yeah. CCW? Yeah, I. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen a single clip, so it's it's mainly uh, it's basically I, know, I haven't seen shit. I don't know what even fucking made me want to watch this show, but just last night I got like this impulse, like yeah, let me just watch this. Like, I just I have no fucking idea. Like, so I watched the CCW anniversary show. Uh, it reminded me why I don't watch wrestling. And um, so the show starts out. First matchup is uh, Joey Janela versus uh, Brandon Kirk. So, uh, you know, they did a bunch of spots. This was another one of those kind of or- unorganized chaos. Just did a bunch of shit all over the place. And, uh, you know, um, you know, Joey's going to get over. Joey's going to do his thing, take a bunch of bumps and all this. Brandon Kirk got the win. And, uh you know, shout out to dudes that look exactly like Lena Dunham, um, body wise. Um, Wait, Kirk went over? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, the guy's going into best of the best. So the least you could do is give him yeah. momentum. You know, so I I understand that he got like a roll up type deal. So yeah. Um, over Lena Dunham, oh, and um, I'm sure he's gonna yeah. be TOD too. That's probably gonna be. Probably. Um. So yeah, the next match was good. Uh, this was uh, Dan Barry, Ace Austin, Alexander James, Johnny Silver, Tyler Murphy, and Alex Reynolds. It was to qualify for the best of the best. Um, 
this was actually pretty good. There was a lot of fun spots, you know, just a lot of action all over the place. Um, um, I, I've been a fan of uh, Johnny Silver for a while, so he was, you know, as as I expected, you know, he's an impressive dude. He's a fiery, intense little motherfucker, man, and he just he fucking he definitely uh, shows up. You know, he's one of those guys that I would definitely spotlight on the card. You know, if I were uh, DJ or whoever the fuck's booking, right? Um, and then uh, the other one who was actually pretty um, impressive to me was um, Ace Austin. Uh, I was surprised. He did he did a lot of innovative shit, a lot of good athletic shit. He didn't like fuck a bunch of things up. But as far as like the students that have come out of that group, they really maybe didn't even get like the same amount of shine as some of the other ones that are getting forced down our throat. Like, you know, I, I mean, how much of a push did fucking Brittany Blake get until she offended fucking uh, Dave Christ? You right. know what I mean? Like, she was fucking all over cards, beating Tony Neese and shit. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, straight up. And, like, this, this kid is... Best he's... of the best, right? Or a Cage of Death or some shit, right? What was it? Uh, best of the best, I think it was. Maybe best of the best, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, but this kid, yeah, he's, he's talented. He's definitely got a lot of athletic ability, and um, he did some cool shit in this match. Yeah, he's bulked up a lot, too, looks like. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, uh, Dan Barry won this match. Uh, you know, he goes into best of the best. Um, although, I don't think this best of the best looks good by any stretch of the imagination, especially after DJ saying, it's going to be the best, best of the best ever, you know. And it's like, dude, the, the last last year was a super card. Uh, also, the only best of the best that I haven't watched. Um, I don't know, maybe partially in protest because they fucking took it away from the home crowd. Uh, and then partially just because I fucking really stopped watching wrestling for the most part. So me skipping a show isn't like strange anymore. But, uh, you know, best of the best was one of my fucking things. And, uh, yeah, I just just didn't fucking watch last year's. But uh, that card is crazy stacked last year. So you, you can't book it this way and be like, yeah, it's going to be the best one ever. It's like uh, you better stop booking it the way you're booking it. Um, who Who's on the fucking thing? It's. It's uh, Brandon Kirk. Yeah. was the first announcement, which uh, is just very strange. It's one of those guys. If you want to throw on best of the best, because you think he'll show up and he'll, it, you know, he'll steal the show or he'll impress people. Fine, do it, but don't be like the first announcement as if that's going to sell tickets. That's fucking crazy. Um, and David then, Starr. Uh, David Star, which understandable. You know, Dan he's a Barry. talent. Dude. Dan then, Barry. Yeah. Dan Barry, I get because um. I think he said he's retiring after this year. Like, this is his last year wrestling. So, I understand completely. He's a great worker. So, you know, to put him in, all right. And then, uh, who the fuck's the other guy? Um, Nobody knows. I, I said it like an hour ago, and I, I fucking forget already. Um, he's Maybe he's that guy that is with uh, Gacy that his gimmick is like, oh, who is that guy? Is that the guy? Maybe. It's the, who, who is that guy guy? I don't <laughs> Oh, the, the yeah, I know who you're talking about now. The, yeah, I don't know. His gimmick was now, who but... the fuck is that guy? <laughs> the the crowd is asking who's that guy. The announcer doesn't know. The fucking commentators don't know who this guy is. It's like, all right, well, way to fucking spotlight this this guy that that probably paid a bunch of money to go to CZW Dojo. Yeah, I got it. Uh, this guy's Kurt Stallion. So again, like CZW just books like a random ass dude that nobody's really heard of. I mean, I'm sure people who watch more wrestling than me, which is not hard to do, might know who he is. But, you know, by general consensus, like a bunch of people I asked are like, I have no fucking idea. So I would think, you know, with this type of time, 
you know, ahead of you, why not bring him in for one show, have him throw out all his shit, put him in a match that's going to spotlight him, and then go, hey, you like this fuck? That's how CZW used to be. They'd bring a fucking guy in, they'd fucking show his shit, and then after the match, be like, you fans like this motherfucker? You want him in best of the best? You know, and then you'd get that type of thing where the fans are getting what they want rather than just like, I don't know, we'll see how this guy is. And then in best of the best, you know, it's it's all on him to impress and act like he belongs there. So I don't know. Not my favorite way for them to just throw people in it. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I there. won't be there. And you probably won't. No, definitely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, so that was that. Uh, next up was uh, the Feinstein and Cologne match. Uh, this was, wasn't bad. It just really didn't stand out. You know, they, they Dude, I, I think thing. it's worth mentioning. This is the fucking anniversary show, too. This is not just like some random oh, yeah. fucking show. This is the anniversary show. Yeah. And there's, yo, like, I talked to people that went to the show, like like Kevin Scally. Even even Robin, you know, she's she's pretty easy to please at shows with with wrestling. She was like, "Yo, the oh. show was shit. I wouldn't watch it." That's that's it, bad, dude. I heard was Cookie so, Guy wasn't there. Oh yeah, I don't know. It was just so averagely booked. Like when you looked at this card, and we'll get to the fucking Rumble or uh, Battle Royal. It's so averagely booked. So much just Dojo War shit all over it. And it really showed, like, the future of this company and the direction of this company is using their fucking low-priced talent on from their Dojo War shows and then just forcing it on people. That That's seemingly what the fuck they're doing. There's no rhyme or reason for anything. They're just throwing shit together. Um, it, it's, it's fucking crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But, uh, so yeah, that match happened. wasn't bad. just really didn't stand out. Um, after that, Connor Claxton comes out and uh botches a tombstone on an open chair you know he does the thing where he's supposed to you know pick cologne up and he's supposed to stand on the chair and tombstone him with the chair like gives out before he does the move and and just looked like shit but this was like connor claxton turning back face like he he went back in there like you want some fucking hardcore like mr claxton wasn't down with that shit for a minute you know They, they just what are you serious they already turned him again Oh yeah. I mean, it's been a yeah. few months since he's been like a heel, but they never did anything with him. That's yeah. Uh, I don't well, know. He's around so... the corner, and they have to make him something because, like, don't be surprised if Connor Claxton goes over in TOD. You know, Dude, this this is the first CZW show I haven't watched in, in a long time. I mean, I know I you don't... stopped watching, but I haven't watched this one, and I, I it doesn't. Yeah, it sounds awful. It sounds, I wouldn't. It sounds awful. Um. Next match was uh, Greg versus. Ace uh, Romero in a dog collar match. This was this was not not my Jesus. type of thing. This is not my type of thing. Uh, tying two big guys together and uh, this wasn't good. I'm to be fair, I am not a fan of dog collar matches. I thought about the three dog collar matches I've ever liked. Uh, my favorite dog collar match ever was uh, Drake versus Scotty. Right. Uh, that was really fucking good. Like, the amount of shit they did while chained together was fucking incredible. Like, they really pulled out off, like, tremendously athletic match while chained together. Like, if you didn't do the right things with that chain, like, one of them would have got fucked up bad. Like, I mean, I- I've seen people wrestle way worse not chained together. <laughs> and, like, they pulled off a fucking classic uh, on dog collars. That one I liked. Um, the-, the one uh, Gage and uh, Hatred had that i liked a lot 
and I like the um, the Raven CM Punk one. I was actually there for that one live in uh, Ring of Honor. Nice. In, nice. In, I've uh, seen Elizabeth. that. I wasn't there. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So those are so you know I, I didn't like this. They did a spot where um, Chrissy was like holding the chain attached to fucking uh, Ace Romero in the corner, and it reminded me of fucking Princess Leia chained to Jabba the Hutt, <laughs> like real quick, <laughs> because like you seen this little chick in this big giant fat shit in the corner, and she's like, "Come get him, Greg!" and then. Like, he yanked her over, and, you know, she took the splash or whatever. But it's just, like, the first thing I thought of. How, how, was, how was Ace? Was he any good? This is just not good. I mean, it's just... Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of the dude to begin with. Like I said, he, he's done tons of impressive things for his size and this and that. But he's just... He's really tough to fucking look at. Uh, you know, the tits <laughs> that, that reaches back. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy. It's a little crazy. Um, I'd wear like a football jersey or something if I looked like that, you know, like like that men on a mission shit. Like where's some of that shit? Like, you know, Fucking Mabel used to have some pretty baggy shit on, and then he right. turned into viscera, and he thought the titties was just right. the, the thing, the thing to wear. You know, I wasn't as big on viscera as I was on Mabel. Right. You know? Honestly, yeah, That's I, just I like Mabel better too. Yeah, yeah, just dress the part, bro. Right. Um, Chris, so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of this. Uh, Hall of Fame time. I went into this on my show, so I definitely want a little bit of your opinion on this. But um, John Zandig, not in the Hall of Fame. Trent Acid, not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Larry Legend, now in the Hall of Fame. Um, I Again, I like Larry. I think he's a good dude. I think he's a great ring announcer. Well, I think he's a good ring announcer. He has a really good voice. Uh, you know, when he's got his shit together, he, he announces very well. He botches a lot of fucking names and stipulations <laughs> and crazy shit. So I'm not just going to go out and call him like, yeah, he's the best thing ever. Because I've heard where, like, names are not right. Like, um, he called Devin Moore Devin Storm, like, five times, <laughs> you know, in the history of, like, announcing Devin Storm's fucking, or yeah, here, I did it. But I'm not a ring announcer, <laughs> so who gives a shit? But announced uh, Devin Moore's name, and it, like he'd announce him as Devin Storm coming right. to the ring. Like, oh shit! That's, that's... Crowbar's coming. What's happening? Yeah. So I mean, Hall of Fame. Low, I don't know. But um, I, I just again, I think when it comes to this type of thing, ring announcers don't go in before John Zandig, before yeah. Trent Acid. Uh, if you put a fan in the Hall of Fame, Whack Packer Hogan is absolutely the fan. But you don't put any fan in before you put Trent Acid in. Uh, you know. Robbie Marino does not go in the fucking Hall of Fame before Trent Acid. I don't give a fuck what day he showed up there. Whether he was there from the beginning and the Cash Marinos and all of that other bullshit. Robbie Marino's in, but John Zandig isn't. You know, I mean, who's doing who's taunt? You know, is is John Zandig doing Robbie Marino taunts at random shows or is Robbie doing Zandig taunts right, at certain right. shows? You know, like, I, I think it makes a little bit more fucking sense that uh, John Zandig's in, Trent Acid's in, um, you know, even, like... Masada, with the amount of time that he held the fucking title, it represented overseas, tournament of deaths, multiple tournament of deaths, the one overseas. I mean, the things that he's done for the company. Um, even the role that Messiah played in the company, I think, Tro held huge. a bigger fucking... Huge. Held a bigger banner for what CZW is and what CZW was than, than your Robbie Marinos or your Larry Legends. Fucking Justice Payne was the flagship, whether they people liked him or not. You want to reflect on him and say how bad of a worker he was. Sure, that's fine. But 
he was the fucking world champion for a long fucking time on and off. He was the head of that fucking card for a long time. When you brought in, you know, your Jerry Lynn's and shit like that, they wrestled fucking Justice Payne. Um, and again, you can criticize the matches, you can say what you want, but he was CCW's guy and pretty fucking exclusive of the CCW guy for a long time. So again, hate him or love him, you know, you got to put that guy in. And that's that's my criticism, and I think it goes further than just like, hey, you know, I'm not just saying, you know, fuck Larry and fuck Robbie or anything else, but they just don't belong above the others that are left out. You can't skip over Jerry Rice going into the Hall of Fame and start putting in Tory Smiths. You can't do it. Yeah, I um, I don't think. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's 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 insane to put Larry Legend before some of the names. That you, is even Pondo in there? Guys like that? No, Pondo's not there. Pondo. I mean, to be fair, Pondo did some stuff for CZW. I don't know that. You know, he was so much of a regular, regular. Yeah, but like he, they used... in the early days, though, man. I mean, he, like, yeah. when I was exposed to CZW, I mean, Cronus was there. Like, he wasn't a big part of it, but, I mean, that, like, yeah. he was a big attraction for, for CZW, I feel like, at one point. You know what I mean? Like, for, sure, the, for they, the early days. They used them, but I don't I don't know if I would say consistent enough for, like, that was the guy. I, I don't know. Not really for me. I wouldn't pull him, put him in, but... um. I mean, there's so many others, though. I mean, you, you complete the fucking circle. You, you put Ruckus in, you put Robbie in. G's has held pretty much every fucking title in CZW. Right. Other than, like, the deathmatch title. He's held the tag title, he's held the junior title, he's held the world title. Uh, he's one best of the best. I mean, I mean, you put one of those guys in, you know, go back is what fucking Sanjay did. You know, you... I mean, these, they want to go out of their way and they want to kiss ass to every fucking WWE guy, every guy who gets signed somewhere. They bled in CZW. They bled in CZW. Let's just start taking care of the fucking the foundation of what, what built CZW. What made CZW what they were? What, what gave you a reason to want to buy the fucking company, DJ? It, it wasn't Larry fucking Legend. It wasn't Robbie Marino. And I know... And I had this theory when they put Ruckus and Robbie in, and now they're bringing them back to feud with um, the the rep. But um, I, I honestly think 100% they brought Ruckus and Robbie back to write them off. That, that was the only reason they put them in the Hall of Fame, not because DJ had a fond place in his heart for those guys. DJ and Ruckus never got along, no. ever. You know, Ruckus pretty much got dropped off the roster shortly after DJ took over, you know. And he, he got brought back here and there, but... His his welcome in CZW wasn't wasn't quite as warm as as it was in the past. That's for sure. And he was a guy who was there for a long fucking time. Right. So Ruckus 100% deserves the Hall of Fame. But it's you know the couple others that I was pointing out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Zandig's insane. Zandig, yeah. Trinacid, and Ruckus. I mean, that, yeah, those yeah. are like the, <laughs> some of the top three names that pop out at you when you think of CZW. And let's not gloss over the fact that DJ Hyde put himself in the fucking Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is yeah, you do it in a little, like, heel angle and this and that. No one remembers that angle at all. And when the dust settles, he's just in the Hall of Fame and John Zandig's not. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a dick move. And, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I just, I don't respect the Hall of Fame, everything considered, at all. Well, no, I don't, I don't think many people do. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it every year, but still, like, when they finally get around to putting Trent Acid in, they've still passed him over for all these other people first. And it's not its not just going to be suddenly all is well whenever they finally do. They, they keep coming up with different reasons and different people and who can they, you know. I mean, I would put in, like, over some of those guys, 
if you just want to go impact wise and you want to put in like a sexy Eddie who sexy Eddie might not have been like a, a crucial, crucial player. But if you look at the doors that were open through sexy Eddie and what he did in tournament of death that year, right. that opened the door for all those fucking Canadian guys. And a lot of those guys even give credit to that moment to, to open the doors for them to be an exposure, you know, exposed to the level of getting into the WWE. So when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and those guys are giving credit to that moment in CZW history, and fuck, man, why don't you bring some fucking light to it? You know? Again, like, he's not my first inductee by any stretch of the imagination, but before we put a ring announcer who, you know, would occasionally botch names, let's just, you know... And again, Larry's a great dude. I'm not taking anything away from him, but not before all those other people. It's just it doesn't make any sense. No, I hear what you're saying, man. Is uh, they put like brain damage in, didn't they? No, nope. Really? No, no brain damage. damage, no J.C. Bailey, no any of that. Wow. Yeah, they got a ton of other people to put in before. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. White feeder was never in there, was he? He's in, yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was that was like right when he retired, wasn't it? Wife beater, yeah, he's yeah. one of the early ones. Yeah, yeah. early one. Wife beater, Lobo, Baron. Yeah, I remember Lobo. Who else? Mondo. Who else is? Yeah. Who else is in a? Yeah, man, that's that's that is. It's crazy. it's a lot, man. It really is. When you go down the line of like who was what the CZW and this and this, like it's, you know. Is Necro in there? No. Nope. He's another one. I don't I don't like the guy who punches women and all this, but like. He he did tremendous shit. He was fucking by far the most over thing in CZW for a stretch. I mean, that dude, the fucking building exploded when fucking his music hit. You know, tournament of deaths and everything, and he was holding the fucking... He was the draw. Right. 100%. Yeah, that's insanity. I don't, I don't even know, man. It gets to a point where... Uh, just even even reviewing it gets... gets uh, like, like, it just kind of like wears you down. You know, I'm I'm to the point I just I just don't really give a shit about it at all. <laughs> yeah, you know, you said that, and I actually forgot I was reviewing a show when I. <laughs> just, no, like honestly, I, now, I, I give you more credit because like I give you more credit because like I if I if I I just I don't already care. You know what I mean? Like mm. I just don't give a shit, dude. I honestly like I didn't I didn't realize it happened until like that day until I started seeing clips posted. You know, mm-hmm. and even after that, I never like seeked it out. I'm sure I'll watch the main event maybe at some point, but it's not something I like I just really. No. Oh, well, I'm curious. Then go ahead and proceed yeah. to, the, to the rest of it. So I'm the curious. next match, next match was Gacy and Gangone, which I don't know who gives a fuck about Gangone. I I, I don't see anything about it. Again, I, I don't watch enough wrestling to even know who this guy is. But uh, he he showed up in CCW to screw Gacy out of the thing at Cage of Death, and I don't think I've ever seen a match of this dude before. I think I was even thinking of somebody else when I heard his name. Like I don't know, the other like taller dude that was in the uh, the front. I, I I think I like mistaked. Uh, yeah, one I don't for I don't remember other. who it was. Joey Joey corrected you. He like I forget who he fucking said, but uh, yeah, it was it was the wrong person. Gang Gang yeah. is like a House of Glory guy. Okay, because I like I didn't give a shit about either dude yeah. for the record. So like and yeah, it, it's one of those that like I thought I knew who you were talking about, and it was um fuck man, I don't remember who the other guy's name now. Uh, he he had Veda Scott as his uh, manager at the best of the best. I didn't give a shit about that dude either. Yeah. Um, so this guy. Um, oh, I remember like two two three years ago. I remember that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Who's yeah. that guy? 
You're right. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Bennett. Is that it? Nah, not Anthony that's, Bennett. That's the black dude, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the uh, Anthony... Iman Shumper looking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony. Fuck, I gotta. I'll, I we gotta. I'll, we'll eventually find it because that's kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I mixed those names up. But uh, yeah, I, I just I don't see it. I mean, he had this match with Gacy. It just it it went nowhere. I, you know, they did some spots here and there, but I, it didn't look like the crowd gave a fuck. I, I really don't think they did. Um, so this match ended. Uh, the Gangone guy won, and then um, the guy with the mask, you know, the Gacy mask, comes out a hood and. And, and with a Singapore cane that's painted black, and he starts hitting fucking gang going with it and shit. And they're like, oh, the announcers are freaking out. Like, oh, I know who this is. And it's it's that Eddie Blackwater dude from Dojo Wars. And, and it's like, oh, that's just, wow. I mean, um, I mean, look, I get it. That's the announcer's job to put shit over. Um, I, I, I don't know how much I could really fault them for putting things over the way that they did. But they were, like, out of their mind. Like, you hear what bullshit this show is? They were out of their mind from fucking front to back on this show. Like, it was the best thing they've ever fucking seen. So, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm giving them credit because that's kind of their job. Or if it just sounded... To me, it sounded fucking ridiculous because I'm going, like, this sucks. And they're like, oh, my fucking God! It's Eddie Blackwater! And I'm like, I, just no one really gives a fuck about the kid from Dojo Wars with the face paint. I, uh, was it, it, MLJ? Was, it was, yeah, MLJ was for part of it. Um, I think it was switching off. I really don't know. Uh, I think the trooper kid was on part of it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you from, you know, start to finish who was doing commentary. I just know they were consistently annoying yeah. and, um, you know, really just like irritating. Um, Eddie Blackwater. So yeah, yeah, they were acting like, yo, the fucking rock just joined Joe Gacy. Like it was like, dude. Is he just picking fuck? up like all the leftover dojo guys that they don't know what to do with? Like I don't what is Gacy I don't understand Gacy's gimmick. Cause remember yeah, he got, like yeah. remember a few months ago he like showed up at the dojo. He was like posting like these like vignettes with him like spraying the dojo with his symbol and shit and Yeah. Now he's running off with all these dojo wars, dudes. I I don't really quite get it. Yeah. Well, I think now, too, like, are they still doing Dojo Wars? Because I think with them switching buildings and everything, I don't think they've run any Dojo Wars shows. At least I haven't seen any posts about it. So if they're not, maybe they just have to fucking squeeze these guys who they're taking their money for the fucking thing and, and promising them showtime. That's exactly have to, like, what it is. They just have to smash them into the CZW show. Like, dude, we'll, we'll find a way. Next thing you know, 30-man fucking rumble. 30-man fucking over-the-top battle royal. Everyone gets probably a fucking shot. That's probably what it is. This is a 30-man over-the-top, because this is the next match. 30-man over-the-top battle royal. Right? Right. It's fucking at least half students. The battle royal is supposed to be for a world title shot. What the fuck are we doing? He's in it. Like, fucking, again, music hits, and it's Oh my God! It's Frankie Picard, and it's like stop it. I mean, this this fucking no. What there's there's families that have barbecues that aren't that excited to see him when he walks in the backyard. You know what's like, the funniest thing? They're not that excited. They're just like, hey, what's going on, Frankie? My, uh, <laughs> I, I I went better to the throw, show. Better oh. throw some more burgers on the grill. Frankie's here. <laughs> you know that's that's all you get. 
I uh I, I picked up my boy from from uh from from West Philly, um, mm-hmm. and he actually he 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 manages Frankie Prigger, you know, not like not like wrestling managers, but like he's like trying to like help him out like like business wise. Stop it! <laughs> like, he's even Stop it. like, dude, come on, you gotta lose weight, man. What are you doing? <laughs> come on, look like shit. What are you doing? It's a whole ride. I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, like, do you see him doing anything? Nah. What does he man like? What does he actually manage? Because that sounds like some George Costanza with a personal assistant type shit. Like, I don't know. Da- like he manages his life, and Frankie, like he's got a like a life coach, and this motherfucker's walking Something around like looking that. like that. Something like that. This yeah, dude was calling like himself the God of War yeah, yeah, and paying like half his face silver with that fucking belly sticking out. Yeah. This dude's got a life coach. There's no fucking way people are telling him the right things. <laughs> He should fire that fucking guy then. Is what he should do. That's the first fucking thing he should do. Uh, Jesus Christ! No, his his girl is apparently working at dojos now too. Huh? My boy's girl. He's he's, he's she's at dojo wars. Okay, yeah, sure. Why not? Everybody is joining. Why, why? They must be running like a two for one special. And shit, <laughs> yeah, dude, some, they are. There's some fucking talent in that. The compound came in. Said, "Bow one, going freaks. Fucking come on, man. Fucking. All I know is like. For the, for the lack of amount of people that they had to sweep the ring at the fucking Jimmy Lloyd uh, birthday bash, yeah, I don't think they have students just yet. <laughs> like, I, 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 feel I, like... I asked Homicide. He said they got like a handful they're working with probably, but I don't, oh. I don't think it's that many. I know that, that ref not. is is uh, doing some work up there. You know that yeah, tall that's... ass ref? He's trying to be like a wrestler. Yeah, it's not a good look. Um, I saw something about. I think he was on. Uh, wasn't he on Deathmatch Russell or something? No, no, he was on that burning, burning table. Flame oh, table. that's what he was on. Yeah, he was on the uh, Eat Hot Shit at Jeff Cannonball's house show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was like GCW ref and future wrestler. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this is, I mean, he's got the hype cool. for it. He needs a lot of fucking weight on him, though, and, like, a different look. Because a dude, I mean, come on. Like, like, the friendliest looking guy. He's just, like, a tall, scrawny, like, super nice dude. It's like, oh, dude. Really buy you as a wrestler, yeah. So then you know they got a shitload of Dojo Wars guys in this match. I mean a shitload, like, and the, the announcers are fucking losing it every time one of these guys comes out. And it's like I've never heard of the majority of them. Again, I don't watch fucking wrestling, so I'm not saying everyone should have the same opinion or views on things as I do. Because I'm sure if you follow it, you know a lot more of these people than I do. But offhand, I'm like, who the fuck is that? And who the fuck is that? That guy has no gym membership. Who the fuck is that? You know, it's just, right. I mean, it just continues guys that look like shit that come the fuck out there. And um, at some point, the, the fine side kid comes out because, you know, he's the fucking wire champion. Why wouldn't he have a potential shot for the world title as well? Because right. fucking why? Why not? Because logic doesn't go into play when it's easy to yeah. be booking. Why make one title look, you know, important? So. And it's not the only time that that's happened. It's happened in a lot of times before where, you know, the wire champ or junior heavyweight champ will attempt for a shot at the thing. Um, but we'll, we'll get back to that, obviously. Um, so his entrance hits, and they're just filming the curtain while his music plays. And you just hear, this guy's eliminated, that guy's eliminated, oh, he's out of here. And I'm like, what the fuck? They're filming the curtain waiting for this fucking guy to come out and just bugging out over everybody in the ring pretty much being eliminated. It's like we're not going to film any of these eliminations. 
and we're just gonna watch him slowly walk to the ring and shit. It's, and, like, it's like that uh, that that spot they miss at the IWA show. Where it's like the biggest spot of the night. Like Marcus Crane's about to fucking get a get like a like a moonsault into fucking like six shopping carts and the guy literally turns as he's moons it's like why what are you fucking retarded you know? yeah <laughs> like right in front. he's right underneath him recording him about to jump off and as soon as he's mid-air he just decides to just stop recording yeah what happened there, I, dude? I feel like there were at least five people eliminated while his entrance played and sure. they they showed none of it Sure. <laughs> you just had to hear it and go, okay, those guys are gone. I guess we're supposed to care about those guys now, right? Like, you're booking, we're supposed to care. Not even seeing them be eliminated. The other thing is, is what's funny is, um, I know this would be, like, blasphemous because I'm not a wrestler, but the majority of these motherfuckers can't even bail over the top rope and make it look believable. Like, they have to, like, straight up, like, leap and pull themselves over, and it's like, he clearly just did that himself. Like, when the other guy tried to, like, shit can him, like, he right. just... He just fucking stopped and like did like the best jump he could and kind of sort of got over. It just it looked like shit. The majority of eliminations look terrible. CZW's ropes look a little high. I don't know if that's like standard ropes. Again, I don't I don't do this shit, so I don't know. But it looked like it was like a task for a lot of them to get over. Right. So I don't know if that's like a normal. Well, they don't have a dojo to work out at now, so yeah, yeah enough cardio. Um, so then here's some here's some uh fun uh announcing stuff so tremont comes out at number 24 and you know in wwe you know in the rumble they'd be like 24 is a great spot you remember when fucking such and such won it from number 24 and that's a magic spot because of this and this and this right like you've heard that before right right? well he goes tremont's number 24 and kobe bryant was number 24 and i mean he was he was a great basketball player and i'm just sitting like what the fuck are you talking about like you're just really just gonna pull the jersey number off of what number he got in the fucking rumble and, and be like it's good for him because fucking kobe bryant right yeah, what is what is, it's not even the same sport like what the fuck does it's that even like, have to do with anything yeah, he'll, he'll carry the power of kobe bryant oh yeah when Michael he changed Jordan, his number after the rape case <laughs> you know like, he was number Dude. eight too you didn't talk about that shit earlier yeah, <laughs> Yeah, some, uh, of their, some of their logic, man, is just like, it just makes you just shake your head. That's all you can do it sometimes. So then Claxton comes out, and like he, he walks out, and he's drinking a fucking uh, fireball. Like, he's drinking the, the fireball whiskey shit. So he, they're, again, like, losing their shit. Like, he's drinking! Like, so that's, again, his, his face turned, because right. he was, like, not drinking, not doing hardcore, not doing any of that stuff. So this is, like, his big, like, yeah, he's fucking back. So, um... He's doing that. Uh, DJ comes out. DJ is obviously, you know, booking as well as trying to earn a shot for the world title. You know? Because you have to... It's, you have it's to, needed. It's needed. I, we, I, yeah. we need a DJ run, definitely. Yeah. You have to believe that every single Dojo War guy that's never shown face on a CZW main card should have the potential to fight for a world title. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, and pretty much, this was, for the most part, Dojo Wars guys and everybody else who had a match on the card already. So, it was like, you know, Ace, uh, Ace, uh, what's it called? Ace Romero, he's out again. You know, this guy, he's out yeah. again. Big like, surprises, had, dude. Big surprises. Yeah. Great. Uh, LJ Cruz was like a big surprise because he hasn't wrestled in fucking 
however long. You know, you know what though? This sorry to interrupt you that real quick. This 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 like makes no sense to me because it's like, dude, it's not necessary for you to do a fucking thirty man battle royal if you don't have the talent to supply that thirty man. Why even do it? Like, there's no reason. I'm telling you, and it was kind of an on the fly theory when I said it before, but I kind of think this is like fucking part of their dojo dues like hey yeah. man like we'll get you fucking screen time it's like i, I know we're not so. running dojo war shows for a month but we'll just do a battle royal dude you'll be on an actual czw show yeah, like, I, honest, I see that i see that being the reason because otherwise i mean it sounds like shit what you're saying right now i don't see oh, it's... i don't see the ups there's no up there's no like oh like fucking this person showed up there's none of that it's just like oh they had dojo wars and then they missed the fucking eliminations and then like the same guys came it's, well i just saw that so DJ's out there, and he's, like, pretty much in his suit, and he just takes off, like, his jacket, so he's just in, like, a dress shirt and fucking pants. And he's showing no gym progress. I mean, I I, I know uh, he posts a lot of pictures and everything, but, like, he's as fat as fucking ever, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe not, like, old-school trash bag DJ fat, but fucking goddamn close. Like, he's he is in not in good fucking shape. Um so he's out there looking as sloppy as fucking ever. Um, Slack comes out. Uh, Slack's out there. Uh, Penelope's out there. Uh, she's she's the uh, the last entrant. So the Feinstein kid did the you know out of the ring but not eliminated thing. Yeah. So he was like under the right. bottom rope or right. whatever, just, just gone. Yeah. Don't like the Miz type deal. Right. And the announcers don't know. You know, it's it's so. <laughs> DJ's out there doing his fucking thing. Slack's in there. Penelope is is fucking throwing punches on Slack, and he's selling that shit like like he's getting hit with a cinder block. Like Slack is selling Penelope's fucking offense. He's trying to and prove I'm, to DJ he's not green, dude. He's trying to make him happy. I guess I'm just looking at like why is he still like hanging on the ropes? Like why is he still slouched down like that? Oh yeah. Penelope punched him a few times. It's like, well, that's clearly what should happen. So then, uh, Schlack gets, uh, thrown out by, uh, Dan O'Hare. Like, Dan O'Hare, I guess, you know, they, you know, Royal Rumble shit. There, he's just like, oh, his partner threw him out. Like, they just, they did everything that they've seen on TV. So he throws him out, and then, uh, like, Tremont throws him out or some shit, and, uh, Tremont gets out somehow. Um, so it pretty much just comes down to Penelope and fucking DJ in the ring. She hits him with the yeah. So clearly, like by by this standard, by Stop what it. they're now teasing, one of two things is going to happen: either DJ Hyde is going to earn himself a shot at the world title, or it's going to be Penelope because clearly that makes tons of sense. RSP versus Penelope main event next month. You know, I mean that's where we're going so dj does his bullshit um penelope hits him with the razzle dazzle in the corner and the dude again he sells this shit like someone just hit him with a fucking car so she does that she hits him with another like uh handspring stunner kind of thing right and then hits him with like an off the rope fucking lariat and he falls like he gets up angry and everything but you're not supposed to fall if that that little girl hits fucking big fat ass DJ, like if you're gonna no sell it, you don't like 
take the bump and then get up like, oh, fucking Japanese strong style. Like, you just, you fucking, like, let her bounce off of you is what I would think you're you're going for. I, maybe me. Again, I'm not a wrestler. It looked like shit from a fan's perspective. That much, sure. I'll tell you. So, so then he gets up like, now it's my turn for the lariat. And he comes running goony at her and she ducks and pulls the rope down and he flies over the top. So now she's celebrating like, I, I'm fucking, I'm the one. You know what I mean? And in slides Feinstein, shit cans her over the top, who, you know, she got out of the ring a lot easier than the majority of the wrestlers throughout the match. Um, oh, you scared me for a second. I actually thought Penelope won the match, and I was like, we have Penelope and RSP. That's like, I, I, I actually thought that was a thing for a second. I was like, see, you wow. forgot the Feinstein kid was out too. The announcers <laughs> forgot so. everyone for, I just told you, you still forgot. <laughs> they hold the swerve off heavy. So then he slides back in, shits can her. So, oh, yeah. I mean, the wire champion has clearly a shot at the fucking world title. Why not? So, not so you got that. Like, but it's a shit battle royal, though. It sounds awful. Might as well have just not done that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. I mean, that, that was that was something. Uh, now, the rep comes out, and uh, they have two... They have, like, a kid named, like, Tony Tiger or some shit, and some other white kid, like, little tiny kids that look like four... They look like they're 14. Uh, they said like the name of the tag team at some point. These these are the ones that, and I laughed my ass off on my show too because uh, they they called these guys on their results local talent. Like, dude, all your guys are local fucking <laughs> talent. What, that, what, yeah. the, what the fuck is wrong with you? Joey Janela is local talent. Matt Tremont's local talent. <laughs> yeah. All these dudes are local talent. Yeah, the the fucking <laughs> rep retains their title over local talent like dude you're not the wwe cut it the fuck out yeah. uh, <laughs> we just happened to travel here and picked up your local talent for fucking yeah no, dude. <laughs> you yeah. live in the same fucking area as this guy stop that local <laughs> shit what is wrong yeah. with you all of your cars oh, are in the parking lot stop Jesus, it man. <laughs> it's fucking crazy so um so yeah they they squashed them and it was you know, to do this semi-main event, and I get it, like, they did, like, the Mavens part of the booking committee, and he could line up who his champions fight, because, you know, he's he's their manager and shit. You know, it's whatever. And, um, you know, they, they already led to, you know, because the rep came out after the uh, Larry Legend induction and kind of passed Maven, because Maven was presenting, so right. they kind of, like, went up to Maven as the blackout was going out, and, uh, you know, blackout like signed some shit for him and handed it to him, and uh, then uh, they're like, you know, asking Maven like, you know, what was that all about? Da 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 da. You know, so you know they doing that whole lead in for the uh, the blackout versus the uh, the rep feud. So that, that's what they're leading to, and they're yelling, you know, come on, blackout, and all of that shit in the camera afterwards. So that's that's my main event right there. So uh, this just takes us to the main event, and um. Let's let's also point out that you know in your your uh, Royal Rumble Battle Royal deal where um you know we're buying for the world title nobody from the main event was in it so you would think that you know Sam I'm not saying that you know uh, Pentagon and Phoenix should have been in there but I mean I I think you could have fucking put the Chris and Sammy in there you know especially Sammy being someone who you would see legitimately win the world title like it wouldn't be weird. Uh, Dave Christ, you know, who was running the the Scarlet and Graves for a while, had a big fucking, you know, push in the company where it would be believable that maybe he gets a shot at the world title. Like, these would be believable people. 
and nope, they're they're above that shit. Fucking TNA superstars, and uh, nope, just in the main event. Yeah. So uh, they come out, and uh, this honestly was completely underwhelming. I, I think, partially, um, when you have a card this shitty, and, and it just drags on you. By the time you get to the main event, you you just want it over. So um, I'm sure that factored in somewhat. But I just I didn't think that this had like the the structure to it to you know come together like that. I mean, this on paper should just be awesome. Should just be plain out fucking awesome. You know, um, you could see this type of match in PWG where they just the crowd's fucking right. freaking out. Main event. And I don't think it, this. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think this had it. I don't. I don't think this had it like that. There's a couple cool spots here and there, but the, this didn't blow the fucking roof off by any stretch. I don't think. Uh, and and again, I really think RSP was completely out of place. I don't think that was fair. You know, uh, you know, to just stick him in with two guys he's never worked with before. I mean, to my knowledge, again, I, what the fuck do I know? Um, he could have worked with them the previous weekend for all <laughs> and I have I don't watch fucking wrestling so but I you know he's not regulars with these guys it's not like he teams with them all the time so he's supposed to gel with these guys probably a language barrier and everything else and then you know against three guys who know each other very very well it, it just I don't know it just seemed weird there was a point where Phoenix hit like a one of those crazy like stand on the inside of the ropes moonsaults to the outside and there was like so little room between that and the guardrail he almost hit the fucking apron like it was just like this is kind of they're pulling together the best they can do but this wasn't this is not going to end up on any one of those guys best of unless they're just you know freaking out for work in pentagon and, and phoenix uh i just i don't think this was the match that uh you saw on paper and was like oh i gotta see that show because of this and that was definitely one of the reasons why I even turned this on. Other reason, probably because I did want to see how bad it was for an anniversary show and everything, and it, it lived up to the expectations of bad. That's for fucking sure. But uh, this is, you know, this is their anniversary show. The most you got as far as uh, any hardcore anything was, you know, like a botched chair spot. Uh, you got um, thumbtacks in the Greg Excellent match. You know, that type of thing, but... This is not CCW, and I mean, if this is your future, this is the type of thing you're doing. Uh, you know, fucking Jimmy Lloyd's having a birthday party with Jody Fleisch, fucking Teddy Hart, and Jack Evans in a three-way. And, and you know, your your big fucking move is put in, you know, all right, the main event on this was pretty much five out of six guys don't work there. I mean, let, let's be right. real. Sammy yeah. Callahan works there occasionally. The Chris don't work there regularly anymore. And obviously Pentagon and Phoenix don't. So you're left with what when this show's over? Like when, when Ricky Shane Page is the only one who's going to be there in a couple of weeks or next week, I think, is their Asbury Park show. Um, it's, you know, they, they've announced Sammy for like that uh, Welcome to the Combat Zone shit. He's going to wrestle Joey Janela. So that's uh, in New Orleans. That'll probably be the next time CZW sees Sammy Callahan. Um. I don't know. I don't know what this show set up other than Blackout versus The Rep, which I don't, I don't really know who's looking to see that in 2018. No one. Um, no. I, I don't really know what this, you know, Greg Excellent after the Ace Romero match, he like gave him his fucking track jacket, which Greg's lost some weight, so I don't think it's going to even fit Ace. It's. Right. I don't think it ever maybe would fit Ace. Yeah, maybe he could give it to someone he knows who's thinner. I, I don't know. Is he but, retiring? Uh, Is he leaving soon? Like uh, he he did the thing where he you know he gave the jacket to him, 
the you know CCW official Captain Dave track jacket. And uh, yeah, maybe he could maybe he could give Greg's jacket to Captain Dave. He would that dude. Him. That's actually a good idea. Rock the shit out of that ring worn fucking Greg excellent official jacket. Um, so anyway, um, he gave the jacket to him, and then I saw him like post some shit on like Facebook or something like, "Thanks CZW, it's been a great ride" or some shit like that. So I don't know again if this is another angle or if he's just not booked there anymore. I, I don't know. I really don't care enough. So, uh, you know, they, they do a lot of things there and Greg's a great dude. And I still say that, you know, there's a lot of places where he's fit in really well. This whole last like super serious Greg, people are going to take me serious angle. I I thought was garbage. Um, I I was never a fan of it. Um, You're going to try to sell to me that you're, you should be world champion because you've been there a long time. And a lot of people have come and gone. I'm just not buying it. That's, that's not the requirements that I see. Um, so I, I never bought into that. Um, again, I, I think he has a place on the card. I just don't think it was where they were putting him. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. CCW just, I don't know what they're, what exactly do we get out of this? The Feinstein kid went, retains his title and he's got a shot at the world title. The world champion has a match with a bunch of people who aren't going to be here next month. The, the Battle Royal was full of fucking Dojo War students that no one gives a fuck about. So you didn't, like, create a future for those guys. I mean, maybe the the, the Ace Austin kid impressed some people on the, in the, the big scramble match, so maybe that opened some eyes to him. Um, I mean, you know, Janela and the uh, uh, Brandon Kirk kid was the, the first match. So, you know, I mean, people already like them. Maybe, like, uh, Brandon Kirk a little more, maybe... It builds them a little momentum going in best of the best. What the fuck else did they actually accomplish on this show on, on their anniversary show? It's it's just trash. Yeah, this this actually I I mean listening to you, I don't I thought the one thing I would probably enjoy would be the main event, which I mean I, I'll still watch that one. But other than that, there's nothing. There was nothing that you mentioned where I was like, oh okay, I'm, I might want to watch that. There's literally nothing. Nothing. Nah. I mean, tell me, tell me what you think. Maybe I'm just being overly critical. I just, I, I've seen like, you know, Pentagon Phoenix <laughs> matches where they lined up with people in PWG yeah, or Bucks you know, and shit like that, where they just fucking shit. It's crazy. Yeah. Right, right. You know, lightning fast, real in sync. You know, the fluid, uh, fluidity of the match. I don't know, is that a fucking word? Um, yeah. Um, it's just off the chain. Yeah, I mean, like they just fucking flow. Shit's quick. They don't miss shit. It's just bam, 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 like lightning fast spots and just fucking movement is on point. And this one just kind of a little choppy, little, you know, you know, a little figuring out as they go type thing. And uh, I don't know. It just it didn't come together. And it, it could have just been, you know, the icing on the shit cake that they created all night that, uh, that, you know, had me not feeling it. But yeah, it just just didn't live up to my expectations for what I would expect out of those guys yeah so that that was the uh the old anniversary show yeah i won't watch that it does not sound appealing at all i'm I'm actually really uh you know what's really weird dude and we'll wrap this up in a second but like not not attending czw uh like regularly again for me i thought i thought it'd be a lot harder i actually i like totally forgot that it's like even like a thing anymore like it's completely like it used to even bother. I used to talk about it on the show all the time. Not even just this on the Wednesday show and shit. It doesn't even phase me. It just like doesn't matter what mm-hmm. happens. Then. I'm, and I'm not. I'm not saying like I'll never attend again or I won't watch a show. But like nothing's happened since I left. That like, 
where I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, nothing happened, you know? No. And it's sad. No, I... It's sad. It's going to shits, man. And I think, dude, and, and, and honestly, dude, if you, if you went to shows, you would understand it better because all the wrestlers that work for them, none of them are happy. And, and all of them are very outspoken about it. Yeah. It's I just, mean, it's people... bad vibe, dude. It's just bad vibe. The people aren't happy. When did you ever think you were going to see the cookie guys stop going to shows and all these regular people would just stop going to shows, dude? It's just done. You know? Yeah. Yourself you know, included, I... Jeremy. There's a ton of people that just stop going. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, you got the people, you know, like uh, fucking Lena Dunham over there telling people, oh, if you don't like it, just stop going. I mean, I guess that's easy for him because he works for the competition, too. You know what I mean? So it doesn't fucking hurt him if you show up to watch him wrestle at the other joint. You know? So the loyalty isn't there anymore, understandably so. There was people who would still do the same shit before GCW when I went. You know, there was your handful of people you'd talk to and you're like, look at this bullshit. Can you believe they're doing this shit tonight? And and the product was still watchable at the point at that point. You know, it had its down points. It had this bullshit booking. But, like, there was still some watchable moments in it. This is, like, really really fucking bad from what i've heard the booking isn't isn't sammy anymore which is good because i mean for him to be booking via like text message while he's in fucking japan and everywhere but czw is kind of ridiculous to say that like nobody that's gonna be here knows better than the guy who's not that that's what that tells me like we know a guy who's smarter than all of us who attend this bullshit um (laughs) we're gonna fucking text him and see what he wants us to do tonight like <laughs> that experiment <laughs> failed like a motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So now, so now I guess it's back in the, the oh, capable shit. hands of DJ and Maven who have always booked, you know, stellar shows. I just, I think if I had to pick, strangely enough, I would pick like the DJ Maven combo because yeah, I really think, I really think Sammy violence. didn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't think Sammy gave a fuck at all. Like he wasn't there to give a fuck. DJ, I think he's too dumb to know what works or to care what works. Um, so I think like his his lack of intelligence, I think, is is what makes CZW bad when he books it. But I think he cares. Like I think he wants the company to do well. I question that Sammy ever wanted the company to do well under his book. I, I just I don't buy it. I well, mean, I'm if sure you look at the cards well. ever booked. I'm sure eh, DJ wants I, it to do well, dude. It's his money in there. Like, of course. Well, DJ it well. wants it to. That I'm saying DJ wants it to. I don't know that Sammy gave a fuck if it did or it no, didn't. I don't think he did. He was collecting a paycheck, dude. I mean, Sammy. That's... It's 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 hard for a guy like that. That like, like Sammy came in. You know, not not during DJ Hyde era. You know what I mean? And he wasn't he wasn't really like tied to DJ or anything like that. And he went on to reach WWE, and now he's like a bigger. He doesn't need CZW. You know what I mean? He's not trying to regress. He's not going back to fucking being a CZW guy. He doesn't give a shit about that. I get it, but he got back involved into CZW on the level of Booker and all this after all of that, after not needing CZW and this and that, and somehow convinced DJ that, like, I can fucking steer the ship in the right direction because I'll really be here. On second thought, I got another call. Uh, Hold on a minute. (laughs) And then, oh, uh, DJ, I'm not going to be here next month. (laughs) Just, uh, Just a heads up on that. Uh, yeah, so no, no, man. Like, I'll be here every other show. Oh, DJ, hold on. I got another call. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that, that show two months from now, I'm, I'm not going to be here for that. But, yeah, DJ, look, we're going to steer this shit in the right direction. Like, wait till you see this thing. I got a whole plan. A whole DJ. I got, you know, just one more minute. I got another call. Yeah, I'm not here for six months. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's what it seems like he, he's doing. <laughs> like, he, he gassed DJ up. DJ came on your show and said, like, 
<laughs> Sammy Callahan will be here for every all next single year. month. All next all year. All year. Yeah. Every single show, I talked to AAW management, and I told him, that's our guy. That's our booker. <laughs> that's uh, we, we need him more than Quotes. anything. Quotes. We really need him. And uh, I, I'll tell you, like, look, I'll, I'll let you have him this time, but no, next year, I mean, you know, we, we got to work this out. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, this is next year. And, uh, you know, Sammy will not be there. Most and you know what's you know what's the craziest thing ever and and you, other than that I don't I don't think we got much else, but uh, the craziest thing is the day after we interviewed him, Sammy Callahan signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, literally yeah, like that funny. that day when I uploaded the episode, I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Yo, this guy last night was saying he's he's a lifer." Here we are. He just signed to TNA and New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you probably won't see much of. You know, Sammy. Unless he's he's off second Saturday of the week. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be random booking if you're lucky here and there. Um definitely not gonna be like a no. a regular, you know, and he's our guy. We we really need that guy. Yeah, well apparently J- Japan really needs that guy now, so well actually yeah. no, Japan sent him back. Maybe maybe they sent him back. He TNA really needs him though. It's just TNA. It's TNA. But uh you got anything else, man? Um, a solid two hours here, I think. Yeah, real quick, I wanted to give a, you know, um, I don't know even how to say it, but like well wishes, I guess, to Lefisto. I don't know if you saw her post. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that is sad, man. She's she's still she's very young, and of course, like, yeah. that happened to anybody. It's not a. Uh, yeah, they they found uh you know cancer cells in her, I guess. Yeah. So she's going through that now, and uh, you know, well wishes to her. She's a big part of the Indies, definitely. Uh, one of the most over females ever on a CCW car. That's for fucking sure. Case of death. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, has done big things and, uh, you know, traveled all over the place and been super, super over. So hopefully everything works out for her. She gets through it, you know, unscathed and uh, right. you know, gets back to doing what she wants to do in life in general, whatever that may be, whether it be wrestling or whatever makes her happy. So, uh, yeah, well, wishes to her. I'm sure after all the shit I talked throughout the show, she's clearly listening. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely best wishes to, to LaFisto. But yeah, with that said, thanks for listening to us this week. And uh, I don't know if we'll do a show next week, but whenever we have enough topics, we'll come back again. Check out THD and Yakuza. Check out THD Network. Check out Yakuza Kick, blogtalkradio.com slash Yakuza uh, every Wednesday. And uh, check him out on Facebook. He's doing the live live Facebook deal. That's, that's just pretty cool. So you can you can join on that too in case uh, you actually got lucky last week because, like, blog talk shit out and you had the fucking Facebook deal. Yeah, so. that was the move, man. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened, but, like, you'll hear on my Facebook feed and I'm like, I don't know, some shit just happened. <laughs> I don't know if I'm fucking recording anymore, but at least yeah. we have this shit, guys. And, right. and, yeah, it was dope, man. You know, I had a fucking human tornado in there talking shit, listening to, like, at least half the episode. I mean, it's just, it's so convenient for people to just pop in and listen and, you know, people who normally like it's it's like a foreign concept to even download a podcast or sync up something or connect it to your phone or, you know, as simple as it's become. It's still like, eh, I, I don't want to be bothered, you know, but every fucking person on your friends list gets a notification that says like, yeah, this, this fucking idiot's going live. See what he's up to. Right. You know, <laughs> and they're like, oh, let's see what he's up to. Right. There are people that don't even watch wrestling. They click on my shit. And I was like. I wonder how long they're gonna hang in. <laughs> easy access is it's one click away versus like type in for somebody's name on oh I have to yeah. download this podcast app and now I have to subscribe and now I have to refresh the feed to find the new one and it's 
now I have to store memory on my phone because I want to download with the Facebook yeah. deal. It's just like, oh, I just click it and that's it. I'm done with it. So I like doing it on both. You know, uh, obviously it's going to get better sound quality. You know, if I record through the mic onto the blog talk and all that. So you know, I plan on continuing to do that. But you know, as as a dual thing to be able to do it on Facebook Live, I think that's pretty fucking awesome. So I'm going to try to continue to do that, especially after almost losing my audio. I kind of have to do that. Um, yeah, where does that opposite with that? I I, I kind of tried that out with a boxman one time, and I was just like, eh, it's too annoying, and uh, I just kind of stopped doing it. Works for me. I got a you yeah. know a tripod, so I just fucking stick the thing on there. Hit yeah, live. Yeah, maybe and... I just gotta get something maybe for because last time I had to like keep like moving around. I'm like, oh, dude, this is like a whole thing now. I gotta because I'm like pressing keys from here and checking audios and playing clips, and then now I gotta worry about this fucking thing. And it just it was yeah. just too much. It's annoying. Yeah, you're trying to like quarter off parts of your fucking house for fucking <laughs> podcasting and right, shit like right. that. Like, I gotta build a wall right here, and then I, fuck, dude, I'm trumping the shit out of this basement, dude. I'm fucking building the wall right here. I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. I'm building walls, bro. Better, you know, don't trump it too much. They won't let you in when you. That's true. Hey, dude, that's I can't true. get in this fucking wall anymore. <laughs> can't get in my own house, man. <laughs> what is this yeah. shit? Go back to your shithole, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon. Peace. Yeah. Peace.